This is awesome. Can you handle this? All right. So I thought we were going to keep no, going. Can you handle it? What? Can you? I don't think I can, actually. Okay. I don't think I'm ready for it. I'm no. almost positive I can, but I'm not sure. Not, I'm not certain about that either. All right. It's uh, welcome in. It's jobbing out. Episode number, somebody tell me. 80? 80. 80. 80. The Jerry 80. Rice edition. I was going to go there. Come I was going to go there. <laughs> Uh, Glenn easy. Clark, Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun, and Rolling Stone, and of course the main event, AJ Francis, Vince. who for another week Vince. is a free agent, and yeah. I'm kind of sick of you going on these workouts and coming yeah, back and man. telling me you don't have a job. It sucks. It sucks more when the head coach of the team comes up and says you did a great job. You really did a lot of good things. We like seeing you. And then they say, well, we don't need a D tackle right now. We're going to sign a different position. But if we need a D tackle, we'll call you. I want that to be a reason that we hate them, but the problem is, like, you could be, end up being employed there next week, exactly. so we can't hate right. them. Exactly. Right, Like, I want to come out and be like, Because I want to yeah. just talk shit about all these teams that work me right. out and don't sign me, but right. then they very well could sign me Correct. tomorrow. <laughs> so, so we should avoid that yeah. altogether. We should not say anything Dan Quinn, along great those guy. lines. <laughs> <laughs> He's my favorite. Atlanta, <laughs> Jason, great city. <laughs> Jason Garrett, great guy. Uh, did you get my – our boy uh, – Jason – oh, yeah, Jay. Cowboys. Right. Wait, is he in <laughs> what happened there? Yeah, I don't know. He's still very much a Cowboys coach. Yeah. AJ was last week. But he's back with us this week, which is fine. It's that when you text us and tell us you're going for a workout, did you see what I said back this week? I said, don't come, come back. back. Yeah. Which I mean in like a really nice way. Like, yeah, I, don't and want, I appreciate it. I don't want you to come back because I want you to get the job. And, and, and also in a and also, way. Yeah, but correct, yes. Stay away from us, which I prefer. Although AJ's paying for food this week. So. And also <laughs> you have to take into account this room gets so much more pretty when I'm in. It's weird. That's, I didn't notice that. So it much. still basically know. looks like <laughs> the this same. This room can't pull any weight until I get it. <laughs> All right. We, um, we're going to make our picks for uh, Clash of Is Wait. Clash of Champions. Is it Clash of Champions no, no. or Clash of the Champions? No, no, no. Clash of Champions. Are you sure, McFoley? <laughs> Are you certain that it's called Clash of Champions? Well, it should be not? Clash of the Champions, but for some... Well, and Mick made it Clash of the Champions all week last week. All week. You kept saying Clash of the Champions. I mean, the only, the only reason that I agree, the only you know how that it's not feels Clash of the Champions is because they want to use the same logo as Knight of Champions, right? Like, that's legitimately uh, the only that reason. That does make sense. That does make sense. Uh, so we'll make our picks a little bit later on. We may or may not have a guest this week. We don't know. Um, we'll, we'll, find see. Out. we'll find out later if on. If we do, show. it'll be, probably be dope. Yeah. yeah. Like we've got a couple of things, a couple of irons in the fire. It's just that we had something scheduled, and now that's no longer viable. So we're scramble. We're in scramble mode, if you will. We're much like... Um, but we got a lot to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about. I was trying to think of a good scrambling quarterback that I could say. Randall we're, Cunningham. We're much like Randall Cumming- Cunningham. Oh boy! Oh boy! Randall Cunningham, you know, going to say, you know the raw writing staff after Finn Balor goes down, very much <laughs> in scramble mode. Right. That is true. Uh, my boy sent me this. This was a quote from uh, you know Mike Wallace. He plays for the Baltimore Ravens. He's I've a heard of him. Receiver. He was speaking about uh, Joe Flacco and the respect that he has for him. He says, "This is a guy who stands tall, six foot six, the whole time, no matter who's coming in his face." <laughs> mm. Mm. Great soundbite. <laughs> Great soundbite. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, that's the way. He, oh. You know, that's what you're supposed to do, I think. That's, that's how that's man handles his business. Right. <laughs> Correct. No matter who's coming in your face, you, you stand got, tall. And you take it. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I just thought I should share that. After my faux pas. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about what happened this week. I thought it was two good wrestling shows this Yeah, it week, was. Honestly. I thought this was too, you know, we didn't have a CWC final, we didn't have anything crazy going on, but 
I thought there were two good wrestling shows on Monday and Tuesday night this week. I, I, I have, I, I, you know me, I love to complain. Very little to complain. I really love the storytelling in the, in the main event of Raw. The, how they were, how Kevin Owens was being himself and was trying to go at the, the right. cage door as much as humanly possible. And was trying to get out right, the that's entire time. Correct. Right. That's Kevin exactly Owens. what Kevin yes. Owens should do. Right. And Roman Reigns, they He's were fighting. He's supposed to be the hero. Yeah. He's supposed to be it, the well, guy. You know, I, I've heard people complain, you know, you know, Owens, you know, needs Triple H's help to win. He loses cleanly to Roman. I don't have a big problem because, you know, he didn't really lose cleanly. Roman fell faster yeah. than him. Like, let, let's be clear about that. It wasn't like, if he got pinned, yeah, I could see there being a, com- a complaint in there. But he, did, he fell faster. A cage, That's about match, it. a cage match not for a belt is pretty much a – you can make it a wash. I mean, the problem becomes, which has technically been a WWE trope in recent years, which is where you have a non-title match and yeah. you know who's, who's going to win, win right? right? Like they never have the champion win a non-title match. I, it, and also – this, route, this the, reason, the best way to do it, And though. the reason that I, I like it a lot is because what I think happens is I think Rusev wins on Sunday. Right. And I think – that Roman gets a title shot for the Universal title, well, and he loses well, that. We'll, we'll get to that in our picks. Look better, but that makes it look weird because then if you're saying you lose to Rome or to Rus- the U.S. champion, and you immediately get a shot at the Universal champion, well, he, got, he could use and, and, he could and, lose and, cheap. I'm saying he could lose because yeah. Lana cheated right, or Rusev like yeah, did something, and it's, then as a reward, that, for that's that. the one thing. And, and I was going to get to this when we got to our picks. It's a little bit awkward because. You know, hypothetically, and that it, no matter how Rusev wins, if Rusev wins, shouldn't he basically be the number one contender since he just beat the guy who beat the champ? Yeah. Mm, like yeah. if, if I you mean, want technically, to, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's I, look. Look, uh, obviously, you don't have to. That's, that's, that's you looking logic. into it. Yeah. That's you looking into it too much. Wrestling but, logic. Yes. Well, yeah. but again, if you just beat a guy and then he's immediately going to get a title shot, I understand what you're saying. I don't. Yeah, I do too. I don't, think, just, it's, I don't yeah. think it's. No, no, right. I, I don't think they'll look at it that way. Just kind of thinking about it, it does feel a little bit weird. Here's that's what I'll. Here's to what you, I'll, yes. The big storyline that comes out of this is the relationship between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, right? Like that's that's the big storyline coming out of Monday Night. Is where are you going? Going with that, right. is that something that you're you're teasing something you know, I, there? I think or? that I, I had said it a few weeks ago that I thought there was a 100 percent chance that within the next two months we're getting Reigns and uh, uh, Reigns and Rollins teaming probably at a pay per view. Yeah. Where and how and, and how and does it make sense? I guess is the question. Well, Reigns because and they're no, no, Reigns, running the mat like we're teaming to face Reigns and uh, Rollins against Triple H and Kevin Owens. Something okay. like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that would be sensical. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you still have to paint the you still or have to, you, or what you or you could or Owens and Jericho. Yeah, yeah that's true. That okay. Yeah, that would work. That's a good point. Yeah, Owens and Jericho would work. Um, I, I guess I just don't like anything. I don't like a pay-per-view where you don't, don't have, have a the title, title on the line, And, right? and like I, I said it was at a pay-per-view. You know, I wasn't sure about the pay-per-view part, but they were going to team, you know, in a, in a Raw and something. You know, they, they were it, going to start teaming. Is it together. as... Yeah, they're the two top faces. In is this. it as friends or is it as awkward, strange bedfellows? I think it's friends. I think So you Rollins think they're, gonna, they're going forward on this? Rollins is a face right now. He's not a squeaky clean baby face, right? He's, and I and that's the part. But Roman Reigns is supposed to be a squeaky clean baby face, which again, that's not the reception that he gets typically. But you understand what I'm saying yeah. here is that no, like no, I, no, I don't. I don't, I don't think they're think... friends. I don't think they're friends. I think that they are, and they they will make it clear. Look, we still have history. We need to hash this out. It won't be as it won't be like you know a Roman and Dean, but they'll be cordial. They, they, they will okay, be like, yeah. look, we, yeah, we have, we have a common enemy. enemy. We I know would, we can. I find team that more likely other. than them yes. being friends. Yes, I you would know, find we, it... we were tag team in the, 
you know, t- a tag team in yeah. the past. We were tag team we can, champs. Yeah. We can put our differences aside Five. and compete against a common enemy. Right. right. I think yes. that's more likely than trying to make them buddy-buddy again. All you got to do is have Roman or Seth say on camera, they're in the back and they're in a segment, they're going to be in a tag team match, and they say, look, we've had our differences but we were tag team champs. Yeah, correct. Yes. No, I agree. We can do this. I am, I'm not saying you can't That's do simple. it. I'm just trying. I think it's it, it's one way. The two different directions are significant. Mm-hmm. Trying to make them buddy buddy, make it a buddy cop thing. You know what I mean? It's like, not is a little corny and awkward. You especially know what I mean? when like, they were feuding with correct. each other so strongly. But for doing a while. it in the way that you guys are discussing, which yes. I agree with, I think works. Which is, look, we're not we're not buddy. We still got real problems, you and I. You know what I mean? Like, we still have huge issues. But for the moment, we both have a common goal. Let's work together to accomplish the common goal. Right. I got no beef with that one. I think that's the, a far better direction to go with it. And I think it's a smart direction to go with it right now because it accomplishes what you're talking about, yeah. which is yeah. furthering Seth Rollins as a face. It, because Seth Rollins is likable, that helps pick up Roman they, Reigns. They, so they really need to, to with, with Rollins being a face, uh, I love what they did this week. You know, they, they had him wrestle as a face. That was yes. a pure face. They just need to. They had him do the the face save. Yeah, they had him do the face save. They just need to be careful with you know. Last week, if you go back a week, he was pure heel, like in his character, pretty much. I don't think so. He was very close yeah, to pure I mean, heel. He was close, right? Yeah, we talked about that last week a little bit. But I'm just saying, they, they got to be. I don't think he was pure heel at all when he came out and. Well, and attacked yeah. and attacked Owens to make sure Roman didn't get the title shot. But I don't. I didn't see it as him doing it so t- Roman didn't get the title well, shot. But I saw it as him doing it because he hated Kevin Owens. That's how I saw okay. it. Well, I no, well, he, you, did, right. he did it to keep Roman out of the title picture. Like that. That was very specifically why he did it. Right. He wanted a one-on-one match. He wanted he the one-on-one match. match, and that is that is a heel move. But he, but but he wanted a one. You're right. But I'm saying he wanted, wanted a one-on-one, one-on-one because he didn't. He doesn't like Kevin Owens. Yeah. And he wants to handle. I, him. I, I, he went, he right. went about it in a very and kind of heel tactic way. I'm just like you got to kind of go away from that and make the persona match the wrestling. Correct. That's yes. that's the way that I feel about it. Let's um let let's save the rest of Raw because we're gonna make our picks in the okay. next segment. So let's talk about SmackDown, and then you know the other things we yeah. can talk about in Raw. We yep. can touch on when we get to our, our picks. Um, as far as SmackDown's concerned, I did not realize how quickly they were turning around and doing their next pay per view. Like it's crazy these these two yeah, turnarounds well, yeah, right it's, now. It's two. It's literally two every two weeks. weeks. Yeah, yeah it's, it's every two weeks you're getting. Which is hey, you know. No, I, yeah. Or I think yeah. it's three weeks and two. Whatever. Either it, way. Well, it's two weeks after this one. Yeah. Yeah. You get you get Raw's pay per view on. Oh yeah, on that's Sunday what it's. It's two weeks and then the Raw's is three weeks after SmackDown. Okay. All right. Yes. Well, that's what it is. But yeah, you're getting. It's a very quick turnaround for them. So they've got to you know obviously push things forward. They do the the contract signing with Alexa Bliss. I. I thought that that was fine. That was I thought really it was, good, fine, it was a really you know? cool segment, and they both held their own in the mic. I thought Alexa, Alexa, Alexa shown. I I was shocked how good Alexa because there were sometimes when Alexa would say something, and you can tell when the, some like things are scripted and whatnot. But there are sometimes when you know a wrestler just has to respond to what the person said to them. Right. And I thought there were multiple times when Becky basically what she said in like eight words shut down Alexa's whole monologue, and Alexa was still able to build on that yeah. and be able to come back and say, "Look." I'm not scared of you, and I think I'm better than you, and I think I'm going to beat you. Right. And yeah. her facial expression, her facial expressions throughout that was great. I mean, I'm well, sure. she looks good, but that, that, that's a given. <laughs> no, really, does she? I didn't notice that about her. I mean, I guess, I guess she's okay. You know, Becky yeah. looks good too. I, well, well, they put Becky in the yoga pants on Tuesday night. That was uh, a little bit of a. Good. I'm yep. like, well, all right then, all right. Oh, sorry, they wrestle. Oh, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. <laughs> a little bit. 
Um, so yeah, I thought that was a good segment. I, I thought, you know, it was logical to give the Usos the next title shot, and I, I, I think that the Usos should I, win. I was, I was I surprised that, that they went. Yes, oh, so do I, yeah, because I, it's, it's the natural, you give yeah, it to the you, Usos, then you give it to American Alpha. Like. Well, but I think you have American I'm, Alpha chase for a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, right. I'm just saying eventually, like, you don't have American Alpha take it off of Heath and Rye now. You have, oh, no, of yeah, course yeah. not. Right, yeah, yeah. So I think, and I think that they should have him I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little surprised that, uh, they, even though it was with obviously some cheating involved, some stuff, I, I was a little surprised they had American Alpha take the pin. I was very, I was surprised. I wasn't. That's tough because what do you, who else are you supposed to put in number one? And, and, that, and that's the big question there. Right. I mean, I just, it seemed like they took them out of the, the title, you know, the, the tournament for the sole purpose that they didn't want them to take the pin. Cause if you, no, if you, they took them out of the tournament so that they could, yeah, give the belt to, to Heath, Heath and Rhino. Rhino. Yeah. Well, we're, but, but I'm just saying, if if you were going to let them take the pin, you have the Usos come out and cost American Alpha in the tournament. You wouldn't have had to do the whole like take them out, have the you know, secondary match. Not if you're trying to build to that feud the entire time. Well, while allowing Heath to get the belt so that he can. Well, I'm, I'm saying you, you in in the like let's say let's say they had American Alpha versus Heath at uh, Backlash, uh, Heath and Rhino. Uh, during the match, the Usos come out. They cost American Alpha. They they kind of do the same thing instead of, you know, it, it builds to the same thing. It leads to this match, the number one contender match. You go the same way. It just felt like they pulled them out specifically because they didn't want them to take the pin. In, in my I mind, s- I don't see that at all. I, I don't really see that either. I I think that AJ is right about this one. I think the concept there was very simple, which is we can't end up having a, our our main event be. Um, the the American Alpha versus uh, Rhino and Heath Slater. Like, you, I just, just think that then look that was not a plan that you should go forward yeah, just, with at you, a pay per view. You, you're trying to push. You're trying to make right. Heath the you're ultimate to face. Heath the face. You're trying to get Heath over. Right. And you put him in a match with American, American Alpha, Alpha. He's not over. Right. He's not there. American, American Alpha. Alpha. Yeah. Right. I think that's the simple concept there. I think that's all that was. And I do think it sets the seeds for what the Usos American Alpha being your top feud for some time. Yeah. Right, yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. you, you set they the seeds almost now. almost have to be, yes. Well, I mean, it's. I think you have the Usos win Because I think you have the Usos win, and then I think that you have... Uh, you feud for a couple You have months. another... No, you, right after that, you have a month of Heath and Rhino trying to get their belts back. And the whole time, I guess still the, the question with, with that American was, Alpha, is what Rhino's American Alpha's situation is. I, I don't. Yeah, Rhino does have an election. Like, he, he has that. an election, and I right. just, I, I can't imagine this being a real long-term thing for Rhino. I just, I don't buy it. He doesn't look like he's in great shape. You know, there's a lot of things right. there with Rhino that I would tend to agree with. That it, it probably doesn't look like that much of a, a thing that's. No, but I'm just saying, one month. Oh, in, yeah. in SmackDown pay-per-view terms is three weeks. Yeah, right. yeah, that's true. That's a good point. So right. actually, after. Um, after No Mercy, I don't think there's another pay-per-view for them until Survivor, Survivor Series. Then, yeah, he well, I think you can blow it off on TV. Well, yeah, you blow it, and that's the thing. With, if there's six weeks between two, three weeks, then you do it, and then you move right into whatever, you know, whether it's American The, the point of this is I think the Usos look like strong heels. Yep. I think yeah. this is good. Yep. I think everything that came out of I it. I love how they're, they're coming up with so many different ways to attack a knee. That yeah, that is yeah. true, too. It's actually a really, really cool right? concept that, like, because we all know, like, like this is basically – what the revivals does. This is their what the yeah, revival does correct. in NXT. They attack knees and they do stuff. And it's a tag team staple. It has been for a while to attack one body part, whether it be a knee or something. If you're trying, well, it should to be, be a professional good. wrestling staple, yeah. right? Like, like that's that, a, that's listen to thing. Jim Ross on Friday night when he goes to Jimmy's Famous Seafood, and he's going to tell you about how it drives him nuts that 
Guys, pick a body pick part, right. yeah, and go for it. That should be your entire match. And the every fact that they keep time. coming up with cool, unique ways to highlight that is dope. Yeah, too. yeah, I like that too. Also, uh, by the way, uh, they're he, great. The he, presentation has been, you know, the, the changing of the outfits. They, yes. they've done everything you should do in a heel turn. Like you get rid of everything that made you a face. So many times when people do heel turns or whatever, they kind of stick with the same things, whether it's the same catchphrases. They've changed, you know, they've gotten rid of everything that made them a face. Right. They've increased stuff. They've done it perfectly. No, yeah. I agree. And Heath also continues to be great, right? Great. Rhino continues to be great. That I mean, backstage like, segment it was, was awesome. so wonderful. It was yes. awesome. Don't touch my crackers. Don't touch my crackers. Like, <laughs> God, it was so wonderful, man. I feel like I wanted, hey, I got, I got kids t-shirt. I have to yes, have one of those. Jimmy and, well, it was either Jimmy or Jay. I don't know. I know. We're all so bad. But one of them was like, uh, you, I'm a, you can go back to the farm with your 26 dusty ass kids or whatever he said like that. Yeah. I was like, damn. Dude, it was, it, it was, was a really good segment. It was a really good segment. Uh, the Miz tries to weasel his way out of a match, um, ends up uh, being told that there's a contract thing. This continues this sort of Daniel Bryan Miz relationship that we've been talking about for a while. I've argued that you have not, Daniel Bryan has not acted like a heel yet. And I still don't think he was there, but, you know, this is, the, the awkwardness of a face authority yes. figure that we talked about, and this I, I loved. I love the way they p- put the match together, where Miz, you know, he still cheats, but he doesn't need Maurice to cheat. He That's can, true, right? Yeah, I, I, I his... loved. I loved that. I thought that match was great. I thought that this. I story... thought it was great too. I do think. How many pins can you keep having Dolph Ziggler take? Like that is really tough for me right now. I mean, where... I, I guess the question is. I mean, if you're planning on Ziggler eventually succeeding, then. No, you shouldn't be doing this much. The question is, do they no, do, do it they that plan way? on? I, it's not even to me about whether or not you plan on having him succeed as much as it's do you keep wanting him to be fodder for your. It, if, I mean, that's what he was. For I understand. Him. What I'm saying is, if you want him, if you want it to be relevant that someone's facing him, he's got to be something, right? Like he. Well, well, come on, you kept telling me he's he is something. He, is he has the history. He's Dolph Ziggler. He should win he's a Dolph. match at some point. Oh, of course he should. Yeah, yes. a match. Now yes. he's won one since uh, the draft, and that was a pretty important one. Uh, in all fairness, yes. when he became a number one contender, but he should win. I, I a don't. Match I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you. Right. But um, you know that that's my whole thing the entire time is that he does become irrelevant if you keep having him lose. Well, if you keep having him lose at this pace. At this absurd, where he just lost, and you're going to turn around and have him and, lose. And again. I guess, I guess the question is from you know, where do we go from here? Because he, and by the way, you're wrong about that. He can't become irrelevant. He's Dolph Ziggler in the same way that Kane's not okay, irrelevant. The same way the Big Show's not irrelevant. It's just it's difficult to then turn around and try to use, use Dolph him. Ziggler. Yes, and that's it. You're right. To not, legitimize not someone around. else if yes. you don't have him win a match. Now the question is, now. you know, obviously Miz, are, are we going a ba- right back to the well? Is, at no mercy, are we seeing Miz versus Ziggler? What? Um, what? I don't know. I think yes. I, I, I don't know. I think I think you do Miz versus Ziggler one more time, and Ziggler Wait. wins. That's why. And then I think you can continue the feud with Ziggler. You, think you just have the two of them work together work for together a, for a yeah. while. I'm not opposed to it. I mean, they're they're great together. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. I don't think together. it's a bad idea. Although, how do you justify Dolph Ziggler asking? I guess you said because he cheated. He cheated, this time, right. right? And that's the thing. And because obviously Daniel Bryan's inclined to give Dolph Ziggler another match. Right? I, I mean, the, yeah. the the only problem with that I have is that uh, you want the Miz doing something. No, more. no, no. Well, no, I want no, him to do a title But the thing shot. is, the thing is, he can do that. He can do that, but the first thing you got to do is get the belt off of him. Right. Have Miz work well, for Well, and, and that's right. the thing. Have if Miz going, work for if you're going six that months? route, I have no problem with it. I just and if, then if get you're a going shot to for the belt. if you're going to keep yeah. Miz 
in the picture for the Intercontinental. I'd rather just have him keep the belt because yeah. what he's doing is such gold right now. No, it's good, but I, I, have I no think, but I think his what he's doing right now is going to work just as well without the belt. And I, think, I think the belt. No, adds I disagree. I don't it. think he needs the belt at all. I really don't. I, I think I that think the he's belt. An actual the, heel. the fact, the fact yeah, that that's can, what I'm saying. Yeah. The fact that he can hold it. I, I think, especially if you're going to incorp- keep incorporating Daniel Bryan, the fact that he can say, "Look, I'm the champion here. I can do what I want." Like that's a very important part of it. Daniel Bryan can't just completely punish him right now because he's the Intercontinental Champion. You know, in the same way that Vince McMahon couldn't fire Stone Cold Steve Austin because he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, you can't. Just fire and, right, you know, completely right. piss off your Intercontinental Champion. I think that's an important part of this dynamic at this moment. Obviously, that can change as things evolve, but right now, I think the Intercontinental title is an important part of uh, Miz's character. I, I, I think that that can come and go. I really do. I, I, I hear you. I just don't, I don't think it's necessary. I think his I don't think it's necessary. I think it makes be, it better, though. Eh, I, I but if you, you do not realize, how long do you think AJ's going to have the belt for? I think he's going to have it for a while. A little while. Yeah. Yeah. So, how long do you think whoever wins? The belt from uh, AJ is going to be. I would say he probably might lose it in the next. Maybe he'll lose at the Rumble. Like yeah, I, I think we said it last week that Rumble was the earliest time that I. Could so if he loses it at the Rumble, then you have a face champion, and you need a heel challenger for WrestleMania. Oh yeah, no, I mean if, if you. It <laughs> takes. I mean, it's going to take between now and December to establish Miz as the next heel in line for a title yeah. shot when AJ Styles is still there. You know what I'm saying? So this would be a good time to actually get the belt off of him. Have him lose, have him do a month trying to get it back, not get it back, and then find another wrinkle. Right. And See, I'd, that, I'd almost yeah. have him, I'd, if, if we're going that right, I'd almost prefer that he kind of lords over with the IC title for the next two months. He loses it in December, and then he just, and he says right off the bat, I'm too good, it's, it's fine, I lost it, I'm too good, I'm going right after the title. You know, something like that, just for his character. Didn't you just say last week you don't like when people just get title shots because they came out? I don't want him just to, I want him to earn it. You I just, absolutely, I, no, I absolutely wonder, I do not want him to come out and say, I do, I want a title shot and to get it right off the bat. You're right, I don't like that. But if he says, no, I'm focusing on the uh, WWE title and he earns it, then yeah, I'm absolutely for that. Okay. I, I, I think we're, I think we're walking in circles at this point. I don't yep. think we have anything else to say about this. Let's go to whatever else happened. Uh, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt continue their dance. Just let's get to the match. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything. I, I think the only it's fine. What they're doing yeah. is fine. I just, it's fine. Just, just get, get the there. Match. Right. Uh, the Carmella thing. Uh, hold I, on. I liked. We got to talk about um, the face paint on uh, Eric Rowan's coat mask. Oh, okay. I yeah, like yeah. that. A lot. Yeah, that was, that good was a cool wrinkle. That I agree. That was cool. I agree with that. Uh, yes, the Carmella thing. First of all, can I tell you how weird I think it is that I like? You know, I love Naomi. Like, I'm all in on Naomi. Them like trying to paint a picture as though like Naomi's got to like. Bring in Nikki Bella, the whatever she's well, and, doing. And she is, was she was the I, I final entry. She was like the big feature. Yeah. entrance. that was it. Was interesting. I, I have no problem with it. It's I, just I don't I don't think that that's what they're doing with Nikki with the way they're using so, Nikki Bella. Nikki Bella is the number one. Right, she's the top. Yeah, so she's playing the John Cena role where they're trying to push somebody else. So they and just the easiest way Nikki to Bella do that is to have her, her be her friend. I and then people true. are like, oh, we like it, Nikki Bella. It was just a weird way that I think they did it. Like where they were trying to like show like Nikki Bella kind of showing deference a little bit. Like, oh, girl, thanks. Like, she should be thanking you. You know what I mean? Like, you're the top. Per- All right. You but know. you know what? We've complained about the Buddy Cena thing. So maybe. Yeah, this is- that's a good point. That's a good point, too. Um, but yeah, Carmella, boy. That, know. that was. Look, they needed to do something. I, I've said they need to separate 
because they were doing the thing where you had all everyone together. Now right. you have very clearly Carmella versus Nikki. If you want to do Natalia versus Naomi, you can do that. Yep, yep, you absolutely can accomplish all of that. And then the other thing is the uh, the title picture. A little bit weird that they're going to turn around next week and have another title match between Dean Ambrose and uh, AJ well, Styles. Well, especially because Shane specifically said, you'll get it, but first we're getting the triple threat match. Right. Like, he very specifically said that last time. And Daniel- it, was a, it was a little weird. It was a little weird why, like, you've got a pay-per-view in two weeks. You know what I mean? Like, now, could they do a title change for some reason? I guess they could, but... It seems more like they want to burn off Dean Ambrose right. having the rematch clause. I, I think that they they want to get rid of it because they... For what maybe for whatever reason they decide okay we don't want to have Dean and uh, AJ face after. But the question is, is that because you want two more months of John Cena and AJ, or do you have another idea for what you're doing with AJ after that? And the most logical, I guess, other option would be Miz. I guess no, Randy Orton. Orton Orton after he after he dispatches Wyatt. Yeah, that's a good point actually. Now that I think about it, Orton would make a lot of sense. So that might be the reason why they want to burn that off next week. All right, very good. Uh, we want to eat, so we're going to grab a break here, and then when we come back in, we're going to make our picks for uh, Clash of the Champions. No. Oh. No. Sorry, Clash Foley. Clash of Champions next or on Sunday night. We'll do that next. I'm Glenn. That's Aaron, and that's the main event. AJ, and this is Jobbing Out. Stay up to date with all the latest Ravens game day info with PressBox's Project Game Day. Use your phone, tablet, or computer to get a live stream of the latest social media, video links, and pictures keeping you in touch with every aspect of this week's game. In front of the TV or on the go, use any smartphone or computer to get into the action now at PressBoxOnline.com slash GameDay. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash GameDay. PressBox's Project Game Day is presented by RXL and Geico. Hi, I'm Marietta English president of the Baltimore Teachers Union. I would like to welcome all teachers, paraprofessionals, and school-related personnel back to school. We want to welcome all the new educators to the Baltimore City Public School System. This promises to be an exciting but challenging new year. We will have a new CEO who will bring new ideas, goals, and expectations for staff, students, and the community. We look forward to working with her. Following the general election, We will have a new president and mayor. We are excited about this election. Please be sure that you are registered to vote. But not only register, be sure to vote. You can register online or you can visit us at 4701 Mount Hope Drive, Suite A. Our temporary location. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. I wish everyone a successful school year. Thank you. Stop by Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square on Tuesday, September 27th between 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. to find out about the Blue Ribbon Project, Backpacks of Love. There'll be sample Backpacks of Love on hand as well as some free stuff. We'll be collecting donations, talking about the different programs that Backpacks of Love offer that service abused and neglected children in our community. The founder of Backpacks of Love, Taylor Piles, will be stopping by to answer any questions. Be sure and mention that you're there to support the Blue Ribbon Project. 20% of your purchase will be donated to Backpacks of Love. They need stuff from you for Backpacks of Love as well. Some of the things that they need at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square include backpacks, sets of clothing, shirts and pants, socks, underwear, pajamas, jackets, blankets, journals, pens, nightlights, age-appropriate books and games, brushes, combs, barrettes, ponytails, razors, shaving cream, toiletries. They need them. That's Tuesday, September 27th. Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, just off Campbell Boulevard in the Nottingham Square Shopping Center. Be there to support Backpacks of Love. 
an old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stan the Fan with the bat around every Saturday, along with Adam Gladstone, will look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button to hear the bat around every Saturday, 10 to 12. Stan the Fan and Adam Gladstone, Real Baseball Talk is back. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash StanTheFan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12. How'd I guess? <laughs> Let it talk over it, you dick. Let him sing to us. Let the music play. No. The other one's pretty good too. Yeah. It is not, but this one. Could you just imagine the build-up? I was wild. This whole time he's just standing onto. Fiesta, forever. Come on and sing along. Fiesta, forever. Come on and sing along. Yeah, it's real, real when you start playing Lionel, man. I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's just like you suddenly realize everything is right in the world. All your troubles just sort of disappeared. And that soul glow he used for that Jerry curl was. Oh my god! Top five Jerry curls all time. Ooh. Okay, the dude from Cameo. Okay, I was gonna say. Um, I forget his name, but his character in Tropic Thunder. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. That's one of them. Yeah, sure. that's yeah. so good. <laughs> okay. Yep. That's one. Um, Lionel Richie, too. What about uh, the antagonist from, I can't remember his name, from uh, Coming to America. Oh, yeah. The yeah, Star- yeah, yeah, Soul yeah, yeah. Empire. Yeah. What about Dave Chappelle as Prince? Yeah, I was going to that, that, sure. that was coming up Dave there. Chappelle yeah. as Prince, absolutely. Yeah. And then um, five, we got to go. I would say with my granddaddy Shaky, he passed away <laughs> two years ago. I'm good with it. At yep. 96, and he still had a Jerry Curl. I'm good with it. So um, he's got to be I'm tough good on. with it. All right, very good. This worked out really well. I'm glad we did Girl this. Jerry Curl needs to come back. I've got no problem with I that. Couldn't, I can't really help with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, Lionel Richie because uh, I wish that was still um, Rich Swan's entrance music. Not that his new one is bad because it's great. It's just. God, it's not Lionel Richie. Right, correct. It's That's definitely it. not Lionel Richie. And everybody's singing along. It's just something special about that. How do you not? How do you pay for CM Punk to have in living color, but you don't pay for Lana Richie? Living, living color. In living, living color was a uh, television yeah. show. Yeah. That was a, bad TV. That was, a was joke. back, by the way. Like you know, that's a thing again. Is oh, really? It's on the CW. Wait, is Mad a thing? Who? Wait, what? Did oh, you Mad say? Magazine. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you about that. But Mad TV's back. It's like a thing again. I don't know. It's, I haven't watched. That's weird. It. Yeah, it's weird. All right, jobbing out. Segment number two: Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and the main event: AJ Francis. Now we know that we have a guest scheduled to join us in the third segment. We were not sure, and uh, it is uh, confirmed. Hillbilly Jim will be one of the legends appearing at Tribute to the Legends this Saturday uh, with Marilyn Chan. God, I gotta get used to that. It's really struggling. I'm really struggling it's, it's, with that. Yeah. MCW. I did that Pro last Re- week too. MCW Pro Wrestling, not the other thing. MCW Pro Wrestling. Uh, they're doing an event at the MCW Arena in Joppa on Saturday. It's an incredible list of stars that are coming out. 
uh, an opportunity for you to meet some of your all-time favorite wrestlers. Aaron, and they're doing a show Aaron, tonight. Are we going to be there, man? Well, we'll talk about it. I think we are. I think we're definitely, if nothing you else. Are, you guys are dicks because I can't go. Yeah, you can't go. I can go in the morning. I told you I can go in the morning. Uh, I think we I might understand. be able to go in the what? Well, you were saying like you didn't know if we could go if I couldn't go. Right. That, that was and I didn't get it. It was because right. you couldn't go. Yeah, I, was I, like, gotta, I was like, I'll I just work. meet you guys there. And yeah. we'll right, right. No, 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 no. It's, yeah. I got to work. So, we're, so I'm, I have a fit. We will be in Aaron and out. could just something. go by himself. I could, but you know we were I mean? talking about getting like a right. full table. We were talking about maybe recording interviews. Well, and then having a table for jobbing out at the thing. So that's still in the works possibly. But I have a feeling at By the way, I don't know if I would want to do that because it'd be butt awkward if like nobody comes to our table the entire time. And we get to sit and chill and we, you know. Yeah, that's a little uncomfortable for everybody involved. We also don't have a... Oh, we do have a banner. Ah, I was going to say, what do you mean we don't have a banner? We do have a banner. (laughs) All right, uh, so Hillbilly Jim will join us in segment number three. But in the meantime, there is a pay-per-view on Sunday night. It is WWE Clash of Champions, the I believe is what it's called. Clash of Champions, the Sunday night. Where is it? uh, Where does this one emanate from? Aaron, this is always what I turn to you for, is the I information. I have no idea. Thank you for being on top of things. Exactly. I appreciate it. Uh, it is in Detroit. Detroit. Where? I just guessed. Oh, okay. <laughs> what a dick you are. Uh, it's in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Close. You know what? Close. <laughs> Basically the same place. <laughs> yep. Basically the same place. All right. Uh, this is a raw-branded pay-per-view on Sunday night. Uh, it's available on Ooh, the... W- baby, I like it raw. On the WWE Network, which I believe is available for something along the lines of twenty-two seventeen a month. Um, and we... In rubles. Are, are rubles? I don't know how the... Tra- I don't know what the... I'm just guesstimating. Okay. So the pesos might be right. Really? Definitely 20? not. 27 pesos is like 14 cents. <laughs> that's why you said 22... That's why you said 2217. Well, yeah, but that would be about 14 cents. It wouldn't work out to 9.99. Well, 20 feels 2,217. All right, we are going to make a a bet. So uh, last time, Aaron won. F. Aaron. God, Aaron sucks so much. (sighs) I think I got an idea. We should start you and I the Glenn and AJ show. (laughs) Just an idea. Just an idea that I had. Yeah. Um, so uh, Aaron won, so he did not have to do shots of apple cider vinegar last week while AJ and I were still sitting on the table. What are you? What am I gonna do with it? Like, I don't know. Pour it on dinner. We were. Did you, you put it on your fries today? I actually forgot to. Give me one of your fries. Right, very good. Here you go. Here you go. Some fries. Have, have some more apple cider vinegar. Um. So. Fuck you, Aaron. This week we are going to make another a new bet altogether. A new bet. No one's can getting out of a past punishment that's due. You're doing this in a really weird way. No, You couldn't just. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Let me let me get a little bit of that action. Let me it's get a good. Little, I just want to. I just want to know. You know what I mean? Like that's all I want to know. Um, we are going to make a bet this time that the loser, just the singular. Yeah. Loser, what What are we doing here? Are we, all sing- the lo- losers. Well, we if it's ha- a tie. If it's a tie. Yeah. yeah. If it's a tie, okay, multiple lose- losers. Yes, okay, right. Fine. Right. Is there anything? Unless you want you want to do a tiebreaker. Nah. So there's one loser. No. Nah, I think we should do a tiebreaker. No. No. More. More people. More fun. That's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Very good. So all the losers. If there's a tie. Um, we will have you do an entire show wearing Alexa Bliss makeup. Yeah. All right. Um, and yeah. hopefully I won't be here, so if I lose, I'll just post a picture of me in the makeup on the Driving Out show. Well, we can see you on the Skype, too. Well, oh, that, too. That yeah, I'll do right. we can see But they can't see you. Which I'm thinking that maybe in the future we might incorporate some element of, like, Facebook Live or something like that. I know it's tough because we do a podcast, so, like, we don't record it in order all the time, but... 
Maybe a segment or something. Something like that. We might do something to incorporate Facebook Live or Periscope or something like that. We're working on some other ideas that we've had for how to expand the show and things like that, but that's something that I've been thinking about recently. And it's all because of you guys, for sure. Oh, God. It's all because yeah. I realized people actually listen when you showed up for our party. I'm like, wait, people listen to this stupid show? Yeah, it's amazing. Wow, that's remarkable. So, yes, Loser will do the show in Alexa Bliss makeup, all, all right. right? The uh, Margot, Margot Robbie look. Yes. Aaron, God you're the only one of us. Margot Robbie. You're you're the only one of us that has hair, so you might have to put it in your hair too. All right, yeah, it's just something like goes. that. Yeah. All right. Um. So here we go. Let's make the picks. All right. We start on the pre-show. Yeah, we'll start on the pre-show, and we have you know this is Ooh, good. that is good. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> so good. Dropping out. Sponsored by Heinz apple cider vinegar. We should get them on. There we somebody, go. Somebody send audio of this. We're a little uh. uh a little. Pre-show. We got a barn burner of a match here. It is Alicia Fox versus Nia Jax. I got to think. I get to go first, obviously. <laughs> yeah, because you're the main event. I'm the main event. I got to think Nia's going to win this one. <laughs> really? I got to think. I don't what know. gives you that I idea? I don't know, man. I Nia know. might lose by DQ, but she's really going is... to win the match. I don't see any scenario in which. <laughs> oh, she could easily lose by DQ. She speared her through the. I hear you, but I still think that they would she prefer could... to have her win the match. True. So, I'm going to go with Nia Jax. Yes. I think we're all going with Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Now, here, here's a question. Who do you think is going to be her first real feud? Bailey. It does. That's a David Goliath thing, right? I, for some reason, I feel like they're going to wait for that, and they might put in like a Paige or an Emma as a stopgap. Oh, Paige is coming back, right? Paige and that Emma, supposedly. Emma has been cleared as well. Really? Yes. And I think Was Emma drafted to Raw? I, I thought think, Emma wasn't drafted. She wasn't drafted, but which is you could show up and, you know, it would be a stopgap feud, I guess. They don't really need more uh, females on SmackDown. They right. got seven. Exactly. How many do they have on Raw? Man, we might want to pour some more of that vinegar out there. That's I good. I mean, do, do you count Summer Rae and Alicia Fox? No, you count Alicia Fox. You're giving her a match. Okay, so five, including those two? And then you put Emma on. Or Raw. six, including those then two. Then you put Emma on Raw, for sure. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I, Emma would make a lot of sense because I don't know that you want to have Paige come back. Unless they're really pissed off at Paige, I don't know why you want to have Paige come back and just immediately feed her to Nia Jax. Like, that's, you know, this conquering hero coming back or whatever, and then now you're going to have her get her ass kicked by Nia Jax. Uh, that's tough. I think Emma would be a logical next choice for Nia after this because who cares if Emma loses to anybody? You know what I mean? Like, right. It's Emma. We like her. We like her a lot. And then we, we want her to be pushed, but she can take a loss before being right. pushed. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, so can Paige, though. She can. I just don't think you want to have – I think they want to make – unless they're really pissed off at Paige. If they're really pissed off at Paige and, you know, like they, they want to teach her a lesson, then I could see that scenario. If they're not – I'm I, just saying because I don't think Emma comes back as a face. That's true. She was more of a heel, right? She was evil Emma. Well, maybe Dan. Actually, they they could put uh, if they wanted to, they could put Emma right into a program with Charlotte, with Dana involved. That's true. Mm-hmm. They wanted to go that route. I could do that. Well, this. No, I mean you wouldn't. Ha- I'm not saying you would have. I was going to gonna say, could. does that make sense if you're bringing Emma as a as a heel? Why would you want to put her into a, a feud with Charlotte? Well, I'm, I'm just saying you wouldn't put bring her in as a heel in that right. case. Right. All right. Anyway, the moral of the story is we're all picking Nia Jax next. Uh, next, we have the finals of the best of seven. I mean, can you believe it that the seventh match so happened stunning. to fall on a so pay-per-view? So stunning that it it's, worked out this it's way. It's really amazing. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. Also, it was amazing that Mick was already on the phone with whoever he needed to tell that he was booking the match to. I couldn't believe that it just... The luck of that, you know what I mean? Like, the absolute luck of that situation. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, look, it's... I, you have to have Sheamus win. It's too tropey to me to have Cesaro fall behind three nothing, come back and win four three. Like, I that's, agree. It's too tropey. 
I think it's better for Cesaro. By the way, they're also kind of backing down about like exactly what it is the winner well, have gets. They, have they said at all what the winner they've, is? The title match. Yeah, they've, they've hinted. Said, they've a, hinted around that. They've said, but they haven't said, said a, like a, a guaranteed contract for. Well, but they said a championship opportunity, right? Something right. Like that. Essentially, that it could definitely be that it's an intercontinental or sorry, U.S. Or, yeah, U.S. championship. Now, match. Here, here's here's my wild card on it. Those two former tag team they go after the tag titles. If they like, it, it wouldn't be great, but if they're going. Because I'm trying to figure out, it feels like there's going to be some sort of swerve coming here with all of this. I just don't, I don't know think it. so. Well, I think the only way it's a swerve is if Cesaro wins, right? Or, I mean, sorry, if Sheamus wins because he's the heel, right? Like, you, yeah. hey, I get the championship opportunity in the mix. Right. Like, you absolutely do. If you drop 30 pounds, you can get a cruiserweight belt. <laughs> you know, like, something like that yeah. I could see them trying to do. I, I, you can't have Cesaro fall behind three nothing and come back and win four straight. It's just too much. It's too. But that's what it, best of seven series. I know, always but it's are. too tropey. This is far better if if Sheamus wins. Well, I'm picking Sheamus. Here's my problem. I'm with you that it seems like that. My one problem is this: no matter what the championship opportunity is, who does Sheamus face if he's uh, if he gets this? Like, let's assume that they're not going to put off, which they very well. But let's they say it's a championship opportunity they get to. Not going after the world, the world titles. They're not putting Owens. The in Universal ship. Championship. Let's get that right. The Universal Championship. Probably not going after the U.S. title because he's either going to face Reigns again, which, yeah, he's going to face Reigns again, or he's going to face Rusev. Like, what's he going after if it's Sheamus? That's well, they also big... didn't say it had to be right now. That's true. Like, I mean, but... this is the goofy thing about all of this is that, as I thought from the beginning, this is just a way to get these guys. You had nothing to right. do with these guys. Right. So you're going to have them dance together for a while, which is fine because they're both perfectly fine wrestlers. And it, it's not like you've gotten bad, anything bad right. out of it. It's just that I could tell from they, they didn't have a plan. I don't think they had a plan when they started this thing. I don't think they have a plan now. I think they're purposely trying to kick the can, the you know, the just we'll, we'll deal with this when we deal with this. At some point, they'll need a stopgap number one contender, and right. Sheamus can be that guy like he was a year ago in this situation. Sheamus. Yeah, that, that, that's the only I'm, – I'm going back and forth because I think that if you're looking for – let's say that they – they obviously don't have a plan, but let's say they want to have it, you know, a title match for one of these guys in the upcoming months. Like, Sheamus doesn't make sense. As yeah, it does. For, against who? Against who? I'm just saying. He well, can... but I'm, I'm, I'm saying in the current landscape – he doesn't make sense. You're not going to put Rusev versus Sheamus. You're not going to put Owens versus Sheamus. You're probably not even going to put Reigns versus Sheamus because, you know, because of how it was uh, reacted to before. Cesaro, on the other hand, if you were looking for that soft cap, you could put the, him against anybody, and it would make some sense. Yeah, but you can – just saying he can't he – he can literally get his title shot the next night on Raw – against Kevin Owens in a match and lose. Like, that could be what happens. That could, it could be it, but you I mean, could do that with Cesaro. Not, you could you do that with Cesaro. You absolutely could, and, I, and I, when you make your pick, I'm right. right. Yeah, yeah. Make a damn pick, I, I'm going with Cesaro. And I'm going reason. with Cesaro, too. But I I knew that I knew that Cesaro was going to win this feud the moment he went down 3-0. Because I said to myself when it was 2-0, I said, if this goes 3-0, they ruined the whole gimmick. Because this is my problem. I just look. If they do this this way, they do this this way. But to me, it's far too for the exact reason that you're saying. You can't do it that way. There has to be a swerve involved. You can't just do the same thing you always do. Babyface falls behind three nothing, comes back and wins four straight. It's too predictable. It's too obvious to call. It's too every single one of those things. And to me, that's why it just makes more sense to have Sheamus win on Sunday. I hope you're wrong. I hope that. <laughs> I, I hope that you're wrong. Now where are we? Wow, boy, that was some nasty trash talk that we that, just did. That, was, that got real. That was rough. That got man. real, real. Yeah, should have wow. heard what I said about his mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dang. 
Yeah, I said she was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. All right, next one. Uh, next one, we have the cruiserweight title on the line as TJ Perkins faces the Brian Kendrick. That's, that's you. Me, that's yeah. me first. Uh, first of all, what did you think of the way that they introduced the cruiserweights? I wasn't. I, I liked the match. Cool. I liked the match. The I match did. was really good, and they all got you got an intro yeah. to each character. I would have been nice to have TJ Perkins there. It like I thought about nice. that later, I, but I wasn't a huge fan. You know, the way like Mick kind of came out. It felt. You know what it felt like? It felt like when they introduced the Divas Revolution. It's like, oh, we need these people to introduce all of these people, and we're just going to kind of tell yeah, you. But they kind of do need to introduce all of them. Well, but they do. But there are other ways to do it besides just saying, "This is you know a guy from Mexico. Here is Grand Metallic, and here's, I don't know. I think you." Too much of that. Yeah. The only complaint it, it that felt, I would have about it. You have to intro- How many people in that stadium you think realistically saw it, the CWC? If, if you do a two minute package for each of them, or a, or a 90 second package for each of them, instead of doing the Mick comes out and. and they all it, got a quick little package. I'm, but I'm saying a, a full 90 second to, for each of them, and then you do that. Instead of yeah, the, I mean, if you were the program director, you could have probably. Pick yeah. that to happen, but there's I, nothing I, wrong I, with Mick Foley, the fucking general manager of the show, coming out and introducing four new talents that had never been on the the TV show before. Mainly, I, I thought I thought Mick. I'm yeah. kind of hating this thing where I'm agreeing with uh, AJ. Yeah, this no, is it's bullshit. very weird. How did this happen <laughs> this all of bullshit. a sudden? I just honestly, I didn't think Mick was very good on the mic, and that was pro- my big problem. Uh, maybe with it, but, yeah. I don't know. And what Mick didn't have anything to do with the CWDC, yeah. so but I, who cares? But, yeah. He's the as. As AJ points out, he is the general manager of the show. Well, but Stephanie was the wasn't the, but you hated the way that she introduced the Divas Revolution. I hated the fact they put it into teams. I said that from the beginning. My problem with the Divas Revolution was for some reason they made the these teams. these cock, not cockney n- no sense teams that we learned very what quickly. What do you mean? The submission sorority was awesome. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, you were thinking of the porn site. That's what you're thinking of. And that was awesome. You're right. I was a big fan. Um, no, like it was, it was incredibly stupid. Now, can you get that for nine ninety nine? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, when when I had it, it was seven ninety five. Uh, um, paying for porn anymore, Aaron? It's two thousand sixteen. Nobody I don't know, pays but apparently for porn. Be, yeah, I guess. I was going to say these sites are up, so clearly yeah. they work. My the moral of this story is that this is nothing like that. If they had come out and said, "Here are the cruiserweights," <laughs> you know, a Grand Metallic and Rich Swan <laughs> and you know whoever right. Dorada is, they're all going to be on a team together. Like, yeah, I would really, <laughs> I would be like, "What the fuck are you doing? That doesn't make any sense." Which didn't make any sense when they did with Divas, as you can tell by the fact that like a month later they're like, "Yeah, what the fuck are we doing? We need to fix this. This was a mistake." Uh, the moral of all of this is that you have to pick this match. Yes, I do. Um, and I was gonna, just also, also going to say, uh, Brian Kendrick, absolutely the right decision as far as who to win because we don't know the other cruiserweights right now. If you're putting on a pay-per-view match, you should at least know some think, people slightly. Yeah, I don't think many people I, know I think Brian he was the Kendrick right pick. either. Oh, I think no, he was the right more pick to people, win. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm, that, think, I'm thinking he was the right pick to win for a completely different reason. Because oh. he was the only heel in the match. Yeah, I think that that's you, he if, you need to serve, if you need to serve somebody up, I don't want to give this away because I'm giving who I'm picking. If you need but to serve somebody everyone up Everyone is TJ, picking TJ Perkins. In this. Right, like, but like, that's my be, point. If you need to serve somebody up to TJ Perkins, Perkins, Brian Kendrick is the one yes. that makes sense. I don't think it makes sense because... But wait, to, to say that people don't know Brian Kendrick, I think is off. I didn't know Brian Kendrick. Until Dude, I think you're out of your mind. He had a, what, a four or five year run in yes, WWE? it was not recent. And when did it end? 2010? Yes. I started watching wrestling in, in December Dude, I don't think you realize how far long no, away 2010 is. I had no... It's far. I had no idea. I started... I stopped watching wrestling in 2006, and I started back in late 2010, 2011, and until the Cruiserweight Classic, I had no idea Brian Kendrick was a person. It's That's also because you, you don't watch Total Divas, which is a huge mistake. He was training Eva Marie. He taught Eva Marie everything No, no, no. Eva Marie taught, taught Brian Kendrick everything oh. he knows, and that's why he has this uh, title right, shot right now. Enough. 
the moral of the story T.J. is... T.J. Perkins is going to win. You're, uh, yes, T.J. Perkins is... T.J. Perkins is the pick. T.J. Yes. Perkins is winning the match. All right. Uh, we got the U.S. title on the line. Rusev, Roman, go. It's you. Fuck, I'm first? Uh, <laughs> man, I think uh, Rusev wins... But I think it's like a cheap win or a cheap win, like a like a Miz type win. The not a Miz type win, but a Miz equivalent win for Rusev. Huh. Um. This is interesting to me because I could see a scenario where it's good to give Roman a run with the belt, right? Like could the, even be a one month run. But I'll stick with Rusev as well. I'll stick with Rusev. I'm just I'm going back and forth on this one because it, it, for the same reason I just, that I was I saying. just think that Rusev wins and then that would be a logical place to input Cesaro coming off that feud. And if Cesaro can take that belt from Rusev, that's a big moment for him. And then he can get a run with a belt, and I think that would be dope. But I think it only works if Rusev is the champ because he's not going to get the universal title from Kevin Owens. So right. I think that's the only way that works, and that's why I pick Rusev. I, just, I, I wonder if, if Roman... I mean, he could immediately go back. It just I, that whole thing, like I said before, it feels weird to me if he loses to the, to the U.S. champion and then immediately goes back. It feels weird to you. And I, I, <laughs> yes, that's why I said it feels weird to me that a guy can lose a lower title and be pushed higher than the guy who carries the title that he just lost to. That feels weird to me. Yes, um, but I'll go with I'll go with uh, Rusev because mainly the, the Cesaro thing, and it just it does feel a little bit. Uh, cleaner, but I could see if you told me Roman has a month-long run and then dropping it to uh, reset back to. But Rusev. you also you're also forgetting the fact that he just beat Kevin Owens. It's no, not I'm like, not. I'm not forgetting that. That's part of the reason why it feels awkward to me. No, I'm saying like he beat Kevin Owens. So outside of his feud with Rusev, he still he can say I beat Kevin Owens, even if he loses to Rusev. Rusev can turn around and say, Hey, I beat Roman Reigns. I should get his title shot too. Right. And he yeah. would have a point, and he right. could, might be able to get it. Perhaps but, they could have a match where they put four guys together, and then one of them ends up. Well, they could do that too. That's also an option. All of those things yes. are possible. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll go with. Some uh, people say it. Nikki Bella started the Divas Revolution. Nikki Bella says that. All oh, right, that's right. It's Nikki Bella that says that. <laughs> no, everybody else says Stephanie McMahon started the Divas Revolution. Right, that's right. It was Don't Stephanie forget, McMahon. It was Stephanie McMahon. The Divas Revolution. I came out here and I started the Divas Revolution. That's right. Next. Uh, next. You still haven't made a pick. No, I, no, I he did. Said, he did say Rusev. Yeah. yeah. When? I didn't hear it. No, he said it. I said it. God, you got to listen, asshole. I didn't hear him say Rusev. <laughs> I never heard him once say that. One of my favorite parts about doing the show is that AJ comes here and turns everything into a palette for his art. <laughs> Like literally everything that he can find. There's like old magazines lying around. He just starts doing artwork. You know who else? You know who else does that? Chris Cooley. Yeah. Yeah. He it's did. Sort of an athlete thing. I don't know. Yeah. It's really weird. Clearly, it's, it's what they do. They have to figure out a hobby like that for, <laughs> right. for uh, if you, meetings. If you've ever been in those meetings, <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh my that's god, good. those meetings. I hear you. I love playing football. I love the games. I love lifting weights. I hate. Meetings. That's when you're learning about what it is that you need to do in order to win yeah, the next but you, game. No, but it only takes three weeks to learn the playbook. And then after that, you got the game plan down. The coaches know the game plan by Wednesday. <laughs> and th- by Wednesday, they're not putting in no new information. They could just tell us everything, and then we're just repeatedly yeah, practicing. Yeah, but AJ, they have to have you in the facility because if they don't, then you'd be out there breaking laws and, and, and raping and murdering there people, are obviously. Of, there are a lot of idiots in the NFL. If only the Ravens <laughs> had more time – you know, then then they would have never had anybody get in trouble for you know the the sixty things they've had people get arrested for in the <laughs> yeah. last three years. All right, 
All right. Uh, <laughs> the next match, uh, Sami Zayn and Chris Jericho. I believe you said oh, it is one. me. It is me this time. It's a tough pick. It's a really tough pick. Yep. <laughs> Chris Jericho has to win this match. How do you have Chris Jericho lose right now? There's no way that's a good idea. I mean, I guess it could make him whiny, like whinier. He could say that Sami Zayn cheated or something like that. But he's too hot right now for me to have Chris Jericho lose. Look, I like Sami. I I'm a little bit worried they're going to go a little stale with Sami. They got to find a better direction for him. I just don't think you can have Chris Jericho lose right now. I'm, I'm with, especially if. Like I, we, had, we had talked before, Jericho eventually gets into the title picture. Like, yeah. This is a big win for Jericho if he's going to get back in, into the title picture. So I got Jericho. I picked Jericho as well. All right. All right. Yeah. So it's a tough, tough pick, but we're all in the same. Boy, we have pitch. not picked many matches differently. No, we have I picked one different than you guys. Have you yeah. guys picked anything differently? No. Jesus. That's not true. What did you pick differently? What are, what are our picks right now? It's all the same, for real? except for the one that I picked. Yeah, I picked. Um, yeah, we, we you picked uh, Sheamus and we picked Cesaro. Thank you, right, that's the only thing that's different so far. Oh wow, you guys better pick something different, dog. I think Sheamus is gonna lose, so I wouldn't ever pick that. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> the club versus the New Day, and uh, you know, You're first, it's you. Yeah, I know that I was I was taking the breath. You know, we've been saying it. The club has to win eventually. The club has to win eventually, and so yeah, the club is going to win. I, I fully feel that it's gonna be the club. And then realist guys in the room are going to get back in the picture pretty quickly here. I'm going with the club as well. I'll make a clean sweep. Oh, I'm yeah, also yeah, going yeah. with the club. Yeah. Damn, make sure yeah. you want to pick the <laughs> Now, this is the one that I feel we could have some differing opinions on, maybe. Uh, women's titles on the line, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha. Mm. Really? Mm. You really think we're going to have different We'll find out. We'll what find do you out. have to say? I think Charlotte can- retains, without a doubt. Shit, I kind of think Charlotte's retaining as well. Without a doubt, I think Charlotte retains. Oh, shit, I was kind of thinking that as well. I thought, <laughs> see, I, I, thought, I thought you were going Sasha for sure. No, That's what I thought. No. Um, I'm a Sasha Banks fan, just like I'm a Rusev, I mean a Roman Reigns fan, but I picked Rusev and Charlotte. Here's here's my argument for Sasha, if I'm thinking about it. The whole reason- Are you picking Sasha or not? No, I'm picking Charlotte. Of course he is. <laughs> of course he is. But my argument for Sasha, that I was thinking about this before, my argument for Sasha would be that the whole reason she dropped the title in the first place was because she, she was hurt. She was hurt. She's not hurt now. Now WWE should and could mean push a different storyline, but I could absolutely see them saying, "Oh, well, we had plans for her after SummerSlam. You know, she's going to be the champion, and we're just going to put the title right back on her." Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I, I just... can see. It. I, I think the better storyline, though, is if uh, Bailey and Sasha, you know, end up costing each other the title, basically, and they come out of a feud out of that. Well, and I think I it think makes sense because I also think right now a Dana Brooke-Charlotte feud appears to be yeah. something that would be very logical right now. Yep. I am so steamed up for Dana Brooke, too. I can't even begin to put it in really? words. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. She's bringing back the one piece for me, too, right? Like, all of a sudden, <laughs> I, I want to see women wearing one pieces at the uh, the, the beach again. Like, I, it's really difficult for me to explain what's going on with me and Dana Brooke right now. I got a whole thing. It's just a, a whole, whole deal. It's just a whole thing. It's, all, it's really tough to explain. She's... Just move on because it's gonna it's gonna get really really <laughs> gross in this room. <laughs> like whatever. I'm sure that, that we don't have any female listeners, so it's not really that concerning. But if we did, they are gonna think less of me if we continue <laughs> to discuss this Dana Brooke. Well, then we can move on to the final match: uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. So is it me? It's you. It's me. I mean, Kevin Owens yes. is winning. <laughs> Yes. You fuckers picked the same matches <laughs> yes, the same way did. the whole time. <laughs> yes, we did. So this whole, 
Like, we literally might as well have not done picks. We might as well have picked one match. <laughs> Pretty much. On yeah. Sunday night. It's the a, whole it's thing a big match. comes down <laughs> either the two of you are wearing makeup yeah. or I'm wearing yeah. makeup. Which is Those awesome. are the only <laughs> options. It's a good set right there. <laughs> Which is actually awesome. Jesus. I'm going to watch that match with so much enthusiasm. Right? Like, <laughs> the only one that we care about now. God, yeah, we I, just did a whole segment. <laughs> We did a whole, like, we teased ads. What we got coming up for you this week is picks. We had one fucking different pick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it happens. It's, sometimes wrestling books itself. And I'm sure we're not going to be I, perfect. I was going to say, now watches all go like two and seven. Oh, yeah. We're yeah, not yeah. going to be perfect. Well, yeah, that's true. I that's mean, true. rarely. Well, I am, but you I've guys been, aren't. So you guys are going to lose. Been, I've been making picks since 2011. I've been perfect. Every pay-per-view I've made picks since 2011. And I've been perfect, I think, and five times. And you gotta keep in mind, too, that he also gets to change whoever he picked. <laughs> no. <in between. laughs> no. When we recorded that was before the show I was Sunday. recording in studio. Oh, okay. Now that you're in studio. Yeah. yeah it's well, I was, that was before I was, that was when I was just a guest and I wasn't even on the oh, poster. Oh, you weren't an official part of the, yes. the, the I right. wasn't on the poster. So yes. until All I became right. on the poster, it didn't count. We gotta, we gotta update that poster, too. We gotta work on that. Oh, that's cool. Well, I like, we talked about putting you in a Maryland jersey. That would work too. I, I think that's a good look. I think that's a sharp, I like, I think I like the idea of you wearing a Maryland jersey in that. Talk to your boy Howie. Alright. Howie, get on it! He's listening, right? Like, sure. Howie's listening. Howie, get Howie on it. Howie loves us. Howie's I'll, a great guy. I'll love me some Howie Knoll. Except that, uh, you guys, I thought we were gonna come to blows. A couple weeks uh, ago. Last yeah. week, and you guys were talking about Roman Reigns. <laughs> this guy hates Roman. Yeah, he does. He, I hate him. I hate him for it. All right. Uh, so those are our picks. Those are our picks. That was something. I don't really know how to describe it. We come back it in. Sorry, shame is it makes it really, really important. Match. If you're listening to this, you're going to care about that match way more. Right. Now. All right. We come back in. Uh, Hillbilly Jim is going to join us. Uh, he is coming to MCW Tribute to the Legends on Saturday. So we'll talk to the former WWE star next. I'm Glenn, that's Aaron, and that's... The main event. AJ, this is Jobbing Out. Hi, I'm Marietta English, president of the Baltimore Teachers Union. I would like to welcome all teachers, paraprofessionals, and school-related personnel back to school. We want to welcome all the new educators to the Baltimore City Public School System. This promises to be an exciting but challenging new year. We will have a new CEO who will bring new ideas goals, and expectations for staff, students, and the community. We look forward to working with her. Following the general election, we will have a new president and mayor. We are excited about this election. Please be sure that you are registered to vote. But not only register, be sure to vote. You can register online or you can visit us at 4701 Mount Hope Drive, Suite A. Our temporary location Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. I wish everyone a successful school year. Thank you. Stay up to date with all the latest Ravens game day info with PressBox's Project Game Day. Use your phone, tablet, or computer to get a live stream of the latest social media, video links, and pictures keeping you in touch with every aspect of this week's game. In front of the TV or on the go, use any smartphone or computer to get into the action now at PressBoxOnline.com slash GameDay. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash GameDay. PressBox's Project GameDay is presented by ParXL and Geico. 
Hi, Ken Zales here, KZ, from the Pressbox Fantasy Reality Football Show, which you can hear right here on Pressbox Radio every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. till noon. Myself, Sarita, the NFL chick, KO, keeping us on the air. It's called The Football Show. We talk all things football, high school football, college football, NFL football. Of course, we lean a little bit towards the Ravens, but we'll also talk Baltimore sports and all sports in general. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. to noon on the Pressbox Fantasy Reality Football Show. The Pressbox Fantasy and Reality Football Show, Sunday mornings, 10 to noon. Pressboxonline.com slash fantasy. Stop by Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square on Tuesday, September 27th, between 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. to find out about the Blue Ribbon Project, Backpacks of Love. There'll be sample Backpacks of Love on hand, as well as some free stuff. We'll be collecting donations, talking about the different programs that Backpacks of Love offer to service abused and neglected children in our community. The founder of Backpacks of Love, Taylor Piles, will be stopping by to answer any questions. Be sure and mention that you're there to support the Blue Ribbon Project. 20% of your purchase will be donated to Backpacks of Love. They need stuff from you for Backpacks of Love as well. Some of the things that they need at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square include backpacks, sets of clothing, shirts and pants, socks, underwear, pajamas, jackets, blankets, journals, pens, nightlights, age-appropriate books and games, brushes, combs, barrettes, ponytails, razors, shaving cream, toiletries. They need them. That's Tuesday, September 27th. Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, just off Campbell Boulevard in the Nottingham Square Shopping Center. Be there to support Backpacks of Love. Welcome in. It is segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and A.J. Francis. And join now as we get ready for Tribute to the Legends coming up Saturday at the MCW Arena in Joppa. It's a huge, huge convention as well as a show Saturday night. What a great event MCW has put together with a number of legends, including our next guest. He is Hillbilly Jim, and he joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Jim, it's good to talk to you. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes for us this week. Well, it's great to be on the Glenn and AJ show. I'm having a good, uh, <laughs> wow. good, good week down here. We're ready for summer to be over down here in Kentucky, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about this weekend. No, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, this is sort of, I know you guys get to do these things all throughout the course of the year, but how much fun is it for you when you're going to see guys that you worked with, that you had matches against, things along li- those lines? How much does it mean to you to still have the opportunity to hang out with those guys? Well, you hit a tremendous point point there that's one of the main reasons i enjoy doing these is because i i do not get to see these guys very frequently uh it's it's few and far between because we live all over the place and i gotta tell you i look forward to seeing guys i haven't seen in a long time and uh this is one of the real treats of being able to come and do this besides see the fans and hang out a little bit and uh i look forward to that brother about as much as anything else i love to hear that you know we have uh i do have a request because i know there's prices for like autographs and pictures mm-hmm. and everything's different what does it cost if i want to try to duet with you on don't go messing with the country <laughs> if you show up brother we can do it right now yes! we, we, we can make this thing happen right now i'll right, do it on saturday i can do it on saturday we can work spontaneously well don't go messing with the country boy country boy country we can do the whole thing i love that oh if you my can God. live through it brother i can oh, endure it i love it i love it very cool <laughs> so tell me uh you know obviously you've been doing the conventions for a while now but ever since the wwe network has become in the picture and some of these kids who may not have been alive when you were wrestling are getting to see you have, have you noticed a real uh, kind of increase in interest from uh, the younger fans 
I have seen a bunch of younger folks up, approach, and uh, and they're pretty knowledgeable about it because I guess they've had a had a chance to look up the history trees, so to speak. And and, uh, and I notice that a lot when I go to WrestleManias and stuff, and they have the fan access uh, uh, events where I get to go sign autographs at the legends tables and whatnot. And uh, it's it's pretty impressive the way they've have now with all this technology, guys that we have. It's so easy for them to look up stuff and find out things about uh, about guys that came before, and it's uh, it's it's pretty humbling to know that they even still remember you because you got to remember it's been a while since I was actively in the ring, and you know, and I, I was thinking the other day, uh, guys, that I still get to go out and do these. It's just it's just unbelievable for me that this many years later, since I've been that far removed from the ring, that I can get out and do that. Like last week, I was uh, I was at a show over around the New York area out there, and I got to see a bunch of friends and people that I hadn't seen in years and new fans and got to do some autograph shows so it's uh, it's kind of humbling in, in one respect guys that's really cool you, you it, really it was funny to me because you Aaron brought up the WWE network and I was going to ask you now speaking of someone who I hate reality television. I hate it. I oh, love, my God. I, I, I love wrestling. I love wrestling. The like only that. one I liked was the first one with Ozzy Osbourne. After that, <laughs> I, I, honestly, God, I liked the Ozzy thing, and then it happened. Yeah. And, and, it had, and it hadn't stopped yet, guys. It so hasn't. I'm with you. But what I was going to say is, uh, how was it for you? Because I actually enjoyed the hell out of Legends House. I really did. Mm-hmm. And what was that experience like for you? Well, I, listen, I, my experience... <clears throat> at the beginning was different than everybody else's because I loved it from the very beginning and here's here's the road I took I said look man I'm going to be here for a month with these guys in this house and I'm going to chill out and I'm going to enjoy every minute of it and I'm just going to take it easy and I'm just going to do my thing and I'm not going to stress myself out and I'm going to try to live in the moment now some of them at first they had a hard time adjusting because a lot of them, believe it or not, guys, had had a hard time giving up the technology because they made us, and all, everybody that had cell phones and any kind of computers, laptops, whatever, they made them give them up because they didn't want, want them having any of that. As a matter of fact, a lot of people don't realize this. While we were in that house, guys, we were not allowed to watch TV. We didn't have a radio. We were not allowed to look at a magazine or a newspaper. Yeah. And we just couldn't, we couldn't have our cell phones, guys that wanted cell phones. So a lot of these guys felt lost. With me, I didn't care because, you know, that was the first time in my life that I'd had a chance to spend that much time around these guys. I've known these guys for years. But, you know, you just see them coming and passing at the events, at the, at the, at the TV tapings, at the big shows, the little shows, the house shows, the spot shows. But we never spent any quality time together and i had a hoot and at the end we loosened up we had a great time and now as i look back at it gentlemen with roddy being gone it was even bigger blessing because i always loved roddy me and roddy always got along wonderfully and i think there was a lot of things at the end of that show let me just say this to you everybody was a little was a little sentimental and a little misty-eyed about leaving even these little tough guys we didn't want to leave each other i mean it was like man it was honest to god you can't live with people have three meals with them a day and do all those things we did for a month without getting to know them. So Absolutely. I'll forever, uh, I'll forever be glad for that experience, and, cool. and it was great for me. That's really, really. And cool. that's and the reason I even watched it. Mm-hmm. I had never watched it, and then when Roddy passed, that's when I was like, "Man, I got to go back and watch this now." Right, now right. I know, and it, it was. A, it's but, a well, great let me show. ask your opinion on this. <clears throat> you know, we did that about two years or two years and a half before they ever put it on the network. Mm-hmm. Now, they originally created it for the network. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, you know, this was before uh, the, 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 the WWE Network was uh, what was actually uh, announced or really uh, up and running. So it set in a can, so to speak, for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm of the opinion. Now, I know they shopped it around to some other networks, but they never did get what they were asking for, so they didn't do it. 
I'm of the opinion, now tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm just full of smoke. I'm of the opinion that if that had gone on the regular network where people could sign, I believe that would have been a hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Bravo or so. Or, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Have, whatever network it would have been on, it would have been one of the best shows on the network. I believe it would have been a hit. I just felt that way. But And once again, you know, I have a saying here, Billy Jim says. I have a saying, I'd rather be lucky than good. That's one time when our luck wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hey, listen, you can get out and work and make a million dollars, but I'd rather walk down the street and find a sack of a million dollars. It would be easier. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I remember that they were talking at one point about doing a second season of it, and uh, if you could pick other people to mm. live in a house with you, who, who would you want to mm. be in a house with? Okay, to your first point, they did start filming the second season. They did do that. They, they were start, and, and for some reason, and I'm not sure, I don't have all the particulars, it didn't work out, so they canned it. But but uh, you know I don't know. It's here's here's the way I've always looked at it, and I've never even really. They've asked me if I would do it again. Uh, they they pulled us all and asked us if we'd come back and do it again. And all of us except Gene Oakland at that time said we would do it again, even though Roddy didn't want to do it. He was ready to go, and Pat Patterson didn't want to go do it. They were all kind of crazy, wanted to try to try to get away because you know these all oh, these wrestler guys are kind of like herding cats. You know, you can't get them to do what you want them to do. It's, it's impossible. And, you know, it's like wrangling uh, house cats. So uh, I would have done it again, and uh, I never really put any thought into if I, who the next group would be because we were so happy that if they don't ever do another one, we did the first Legends House. And you can't, there can't be but one first. You know, uh, and, and, and I'm sure if I sat down and looked through some things, well, Sergeant Slaughter would be good to be in, on there yeah, with. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I like Don Morocco, Magnificent Morocco. And at the time, while Fuji was alive, he would have been fun to done yeah, it with. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I can go back through the days, and I could think of a lot of guys that I would have probably enjoyed. I would have loved done it with Greg Hammer Valentine. He's a hoot. Uh, there's a bunch of guys, uh, you know, that would have been that would have been good for Legends House, too, I'll tell you. By the way, speaking of Greg the Hammer Valentine, he's coming to Tribute to the Legends Saturday with Maryland, or MCW, let me get that right, MCW Pro Wrestling at the MCW Arena, mcwprowrestling.com. You can still get tickets right now. Hillbilly Jim is with us here on Jobbing Out. Um, all right, Jim, to the closest 100, the total number of pairs of overalls that you have owned in your life. <laughs> Listen, it's a surprisingly low number because I don't know if you guys know it, but a real pair of overalls is a tough doggone things, okay? <laughs> now, here's the way Hillbilly Jim went on the road. I carried two pair of overalls with me on the road. And you got to remember, the things that these guys do nowadays and the, and the, and the ways that, that they do the business and, and, and the amount of shows it's nothing considering the ones we did. I can remember one time I worked 63 straight nights in the ring. That means I wrestled 63 nights. And 53 of those nights, days, I flew. I mean, they don't even allow you to do that no more. We were all, because the wrestling business was on fire then and they booked us. It was horrible. It was like a, it was like being in prison, you know. <laughs> so I would carry two sets of overalls with me. And I could usually get two or three matches if I hung them up of the evening while I got back to my hotel room <laughs> and aired them out good and ventilated them properly. And then if I got caught out on one of those days, what I would usually do, I would usually pay one of the, one of the maids or somebody in the hotel I was at. I'd give them a few bucks if they just wanted to get a picture with me, an autograph, whatever. I didn't care. 
if they would launder launder a pair for me. So I I would bet you in my career I had no I had as little as fifteen twenty pair of underwear <laughs> underwear underwear too. Well, yeah. underwear. <laughs> hey, hey, excuse me, guys, scratch the underwear. <laughs> I, I, I probably had fifteen pair of overalls. Yeah, and seventeen pairs of underwear, right? Let's there get it right. No, 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 no. Hey, in Kentucky, what is underwear? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we don't use underwear. What are you kidding me? Come on, oh, man. <laughs> hey, that's what Aaron, Aaron the son, and that's what tree limbs are for. Come on. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Oh man. Hey, hey I, you see, this is the kind of stuff that goes on when all of us get together. All of us wrestling guys get together. So that's why I'm so uh, so happy to get over there on Saturday and be at the autograph show there, and then come in for Maryland Maryland Championship Wrestling. These guys are real nice, and they've always been real good to me, and they always do it. Uh, uh, proper and it's always just a positive experience and I'm sure for any of the fans that are listening to us uh, they're going to enjoy themselves too because I've always said this about a pro wrestling match and i got to tell you I can see some of the grassroots wrestling events coming up and getting bigger I was at one uh, last weekend up around the New York City area over in one of the uh, I guess it was maybe Long Island or somewhere out there and they had about 1,900 2,000 people there in this little uh, in this little high school gym and Billy Gunn was there and a bunch of guys that I knew and it, it was like the old days I said you know what <clears throat> wrestling is still alive and guys with the help of guys like you guys talking about this business and promoting it and whatnot i think it, it might just come back and it might be vibrant again because in my in my humble opinion i think it needs to kind of go back to a grassroots uh, uh, area again and i think we need to re-sow uh, the, the crop, so to speak, and grow it up again, which means there be, needs to be more smaller and independent companies around to keep the enthusiasm high. I agree. And, but this is sort of a, a great time for, for smaller independent. Yes, like, look, is. obviously the WWE is killing, you know, they're doing what they're doing. But it seems like right now it's just the best possible time there's ever been to be a wrestling fan. There's so many options yeah. for, for quality yeah. entertainment, whatever it is that you're into about wrestling. Well, I go back to what I said earlier in the conversation about how to rather be lucky than good. And, you know, it helps a lot if you're born in the right decade. Yeah. Yours truly was born in the right decade for wrestling back in those days. Uh, when I came along, that WWF thing was unbelievably hot. And of course, the Hulk Hogan thing. And it was just the thing that captivate, captivated the whole world. And my good friend and Hall of Famer Jimmy Hart said many times, and I've used some of his quotes, we got woven into the fabric of America some kind of way. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, and, and, and it's still an us, us group from that, those days, and, and it's remained to then. So we're so lucky to have been there at that time and to have been there when the whole thing uh, broke loose like that and got super popular. <clears throat> and, and it's just amazing. And, and the testament is today that yours truly and guys of my, of, of my time can still go back out to, to autograph shows and people still want to come to see us. And I got to tell you, it's it's pretty doggone humbling to me, and, and 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 I wouldn't want anybody to think I ever take it for granted because I would I love more people know me as just a hillbilly than Jim. My real name is Jim Morris, but everybody calls me hillbilly. Even the people in my town hillbilly, and I love it. I would <laughs> never run away from it. I never have anything disparaging to say about pro wrestling because it was good to me. Now there's things about it like you guys know that you like better. Mm-hmm. Some things you don't like is good. Some things things you wish you wish didn't happen. But but overall. Wrestling has been wonderful to me, and uh, here's another thing I want to tell you two guys about, and I'm very, I'm almost embarrassed to say this, but a real big uh, guy that's wrote a lot of books has did a, has just did a book on me, and I am humbled by this. This has not been through the WWE, oh, wow. and, but I got cleared through them, and, and, and if, you go to a, if you go to a claim book company, 
uh, and look it up. Uh, it's the Hillbilly Jim story. It's a wrestling super story of a wrestling superstar by Gary West, mm-hmm. who's a great, great writer. And I got to tell you, we worked on this for about two years. And I made sure I called all the people up in Connecticut to make sure. I said, look, now I got a guy that's, he came to me and approached me about this book. And he's did a lot of books. And I'm kind of like embarrassed. <laughs> I don't want him to get started on something. And my company, WWE, says, look, cease and desist. Yeah. So what I did is I made sure everything was cleared through the company, through Vince, the lawyers, and everybody. And this book is coming out next month. And i got to tell you something. For an old boy down here in Kentucky who just always had a good time and, and always has been lucky to be in the right spot, like I say, I got born at the right time. Because if I came along 10 years earlier, this thing called... WWE and rock and wrestling and WWF would have never been there. If I'd came along 10 years later, it would have been different. I got born in the right time when the first WrestleManias was happening, and the whole thing was electric. And uh, just the fact that this guy's going to do a book about me, and this is not something, you know, I mean, the WWE could have done one many years ago, but this is done by a guy who's a reputable book writer. And this this is, I, I said, the only thing I want in this book, guys, is I want you to tell the truth. Because people think they know me, but I don't want them to have things in this book that they can give Google on me. Which, by the way, most of them aren't true. Anyway, but, but, but I, want, I want them to know the real deal. Because, you know, oftentimes you have a preconceived notion of somebody, guys. And the real person a lot of times is different. Yeah, you absolutely. Yep. And, and that's what I wonder. When I read a book about someone, someone that's famous, and the reason it was humbling to me, when I was a child growing up down here in Kentucky, to, see, to get a book... To read a book was about somebody that was a president, somebody that was a general, right. somebody that was a big deal, somebody that was a baseball icon like Mickey Mantle or Babe Ruth or Lou Gehrig or, you know, or, 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 uh, or Vince Lombardi or somebody. And to think that someone would want to do a book on me, it's just almost overwhelming. That's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. And, it's and I'm sure the book is going to be crazy. You said, um, you said that the book is full of stories that you can't Google? I, I'm yeah, sure yeah, that's going to be incredible. Hey, I wanted stuff in there. Yeah, I wanted stuff in there that everybody that they just can't get. I wanted stories that come from me. Listen, I did, I did. I don't know how many hundreds of hours of interviews with this guy. He lives in my town here, and he approached me about doing this book. At a, he approached me oddly enough at a famous coach at Western Kentucky University passed away, a base, a football coach. And I saw him at the wake, and he approached me about this. He said, "Jim, I've been wanting to get to you about this." And this was like three years ago, two or three years ago. So I provided about 250 or 350 different photos, or maybe 500 for them to choose from. So one thing that sells books is lots of photos. You got to have photos and things that they don't have, they don't see. So I just wanted to make sure it was true. I wanted to make sure this true. That I don't want to make sure. I want to make sure this thing is telling it like it really is about my life. And because uh, I only listen, it was hard to do, and I don't want to do but one of these. I'm not one of those guys. Who, oh, more to be continued. One, one is enough. <laughs> yeah, you got a book. Yeah, you yeah. did all right, right? You got a book? I mean, got listen, a book. I, mean, yeah. I mean, listen, it's almost embarrassing to see a jackass like me that's got a book. I mean, really? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> hey, I'm, hey, I'm trying to build a fancy outhouse out here. I, I ain't got time to read a book. <laughs> uh, you were uh, a guy that wrestled in a family from yeah. uh, kind of a backwards place. Have you paid any attention to a guy they got going on doing a similar thing right now named Bray Wyatt? Yeah, yeah. well, I, I, I know his, da- his daddy, Mike Rotundo, those yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, me and Mike were big buddies. When, when I first came in, him and Barry Wyndham and I used to take trips together. We'd we get a booking sheets, and I'd ride with them in whatever towns we were in. So, and I was I was very familiar with Mike's family. As a matter of fact, Mike is from up around Syracuse, New York, and he was a wrestler at the University of Syracuse. And he took me up one time, and Barry Wyndham up to meet his mom and dad. We had a nice 
dinner with some good old uh, uh, pierogies that she cooked. Oh, my God, all that food was great. And uh, and I've known him. And, of course, his wife is the late, great Blackjack Mulligan's daughter, mm-hmm. Stephanie. So I've known them forever. And when I came in, of course, it was just me. And the reason that the, the Hillbilly family thing got started, you guys know that I sustained an injury on February 25th, 1985 in San Diego Sports Arena. I blew my knee out real bad in a match with uh, me and Hulk Hogan with uh, Brutus Beefcake and Johnny Valiant. And I blew my knee out. And it put me on the shelf for a considerable amount of time. It was a horrible injury. And uh, while I was doing that, they wanted they had already spent so much time and money and effort getting me over, so to speak, on TV. They need to keep my face out there. So we uh, got Jimmy Hart, who I, I had already pulled the string for to come to the WWF at that time. He remembered a big old boy down in the, down in the Tennessee named Stan Frazier, called him Plowboy Frazier. And they took him and made him Uncle Elmer. And they brought him in. And so Uncle Elmer, I managed him for a while. And then he got to acting crazy and took off. And then I had another buddy of mine. The first guy I ever had a match again was Lanny Kane down here. We know him as Cousin Junior. We brought him out to San Francisco, and he got over, so I managed him. And then eventually Elmer came back, and it was all three of us. And I managed those two guys. And then t- and then eventually they had all kinds of things that happened with those guys. Uh, I guess it was uh, personal things, and they, and they wound up getting canned. And we got rid of them, and they went on the left. And then, then the late great Gene Lewis came in, and was cousin Luke for a while. So I had a pretty good little family of hillbillies. You remember that? I'm glad you remember that. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, I came back years later and managed Henry and Finney's the Godwins. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you remember Henry, Henry and Finney? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're throw so that, I, I had, I, I, you know, when I started thinking about these things, and I assure you, gentlemen. I don't, I don't sit up and think about these things much because I'm a kind of guy that likes to live in the now. And I'm worried about what I'm going to do this afternoon. I want to do stuff tomorrow. It's good to know you got a past. I mean, I'm glad, but I don't sit up and dwell in it. And, uh, I, I, I'm not one of those kind of guys that just wants to get around and, uh, you know, athletes are bad about that. They're bad about to get together and all talking about all the things that happen. And usually when they talk, the more they talk, the greater they were. <laughs> You know, and I'm thinking, no, you, I was in that with you, and that didn't happen like that. And they said, yes, it did. I said, no, it didn't. You know, and, 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 you know, and there's nobody there to fact check them. So, so you know, so I'm not really into that. But when I do these interviews, and when I had to do that book, and when I go to these wrestling shows, people don't want to. They, they, they want. It's good to know that what I do now. I mean, it's good to know I got a nice international show on Sirius XM Radio. I've done for like eleven years. Yeah, and, I, and I'm still doing. And by the grace of God, Matinee but Moonshine, right? Hillbilly Jim's Moonshine, Moonshine Matinee. Matinee. Yeah, right. yeah. And so we can show. But here's the deal: they want to know. They want to. They're not there to see me for that. They're there because of the Hillbilly Jim thing, and we talk about the past. And you know what? I'm happy to do it. I'm glad, I've, I'm glad I've had a pretty good pass. No doubt. Know? No doubt about that. And I'm look, hey, listen, I'm really looking forward to this weekend. Yeah, if you guys will come over, guys, it, we, we'll sing a rousing round. Done. Don't go messing with the country, boy. Done. I might even give Absolutely. you the other version of it. You don't know. That's, oh, we're <laughs> talking about That's Saturday at MCW Arena in Joppa. Get yeah. to mcwprowrestling.com. And, again, Hillbilly Jim's going to be there. Bret Hart's going to be there. Jim Ross is going to be there. Jim Cornette's going to be there. Greg the Hammer Valentine, we mentioned, is going to be there. The, the, Rikishi's going to be there. Coco Beware. Coco Beware. It could Magnum be. TA. What an unbelievable day it's going to be for you to meet some of your wrestling heroes on Saturday at the MCW they're, Arena. They're, they're bringing, hey, they're pulling out all the stops, aren't they? They certainly Absolutely. are. It's the first time they've done this. They want to make it an annual tradition. And it's well, a, I have been over and did stuff for those guys, for Dave and those guys before. This is the first time they've had this move. And uh, it, I, I 
I said, listen, you guys are really, really taking nice. This is really, y'all stepped it up uh, to a heavy degree, and I'm just glad they remember me this year. I'm glad I'm able to get around and do this. And, oh, by the way, i got to tell you something. There's a Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame down in, down in uh, Wichita Falls, Texas. Yes. Okay? And I'm going down there. i got my calendar here in front of me. i got to go down there on Friday the 7th of October for the weekend with Johnny Mantell. And uh, I'm going down there to do some stuff for them, but he's talking about putting me in that Hall of Fame, and I was wow. just, wow, man, that's unbelievable. And but I don't think about, I don't think the ceremony is going to happen this this time. I think I'm just going down for a a in the Hall of Fame uh, autograph show, and he's got me judging some food contests, which I am very fired up about that food. That's one of the best things you can do. Oh, yeah. Even better. <laughs> hey, and I don't want you two hillbillies showing up trying to take my thunder now. Stay away from there. <laughs> Stay out of Wichita Falls on that weekend. We'll let you have this one, but we get the next one. That's the way that it works. And hey, and then and then and then the other thing we're talking about that book that I'm going to be doing. Yes, they have a parade in a little town called Glendale, Kentucky, over here. It's some kind of a famous parade they have, and they've had some uh, over the years. They've had celebrities and stuff over there, and they have about twenty five thousand people for the weekend in this little town. And I'm going to be the grand marshal on this parade. It looks like it's going to be on. Saturday the 15th of October in a little town called, it's called the Glendale Parade. And then right after that, that's when they're going to release my book and I'm going to have my first book signed and then autograph it. So, oh, that's very cool. So Jim, I'm just doing my thing. Congratulations, but You guys man. feel free. Uh, let's check in every once in a while love anyway to. and talk if you want to. We'd, we'd love to. Absolutely. And, we'd love to just And I'd love shop. to talk to you guys more and uh, we, we can uh, we can go down memory lane or just kick it, whatever you want to talk about. Jim, you know? we appreciate Perfect. it, man. Thank Sounds you for good. taking the time for us. And if I run for president, you guys... <laughs> should be ashamed. <laughs> hey, if I run for president, you should go for some border, the nearest border you find. <laughs> oh, well, the the Glenn and AJ show, just <laughs> like we always wanted. It's okay. He's a hillbilly. It doesn't count what no, he says. No, He's I a disagree. hillbilly. I think it's, I just think. I mean, are we going to, I mean, we've been agreeing all day. Right. I think it just might be time. I think it just might be time to. Should we future endeavor here? <laughs> First of all, first of all, you can't future in death for me. What do you, you mean? Why not? Because Why I am higher up on the totem pole. Wait, what? <laughs> That's right. The totem pole. You know, he's the main event, right? He's the like, main I'm event, but I'm like the CEO. I build Wait, the main what? event. That's right. Nobody told me any of this. That's not true because you've never paid me. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what am I? Yeah, you're just a guy. I'm just a guy. Yeah. Well, shit. That's right. I learned a lot here. Today. There we go. I tell you, you what. Something new. I tell you what. Get out of my studio. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that that that's fine. I still think. I think the show would be better without Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey! Without me, you wouldn't have been able to get Hillbilly Jim. It's true. So we wouldn't have had Hillbilly Jim on this week. That's there we go. Point. All right. All right. Thanks to Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> get out the job on Saturday. Um, and uh, I I really will. I, oh my God! What's going on with my Gatorade bottle? It's like leaking. This shit is happening there. That's what happens when any... AJ takes a pen to it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Do we have any napkins anywhere in this room? Of course, uh, of course no, we don't. Anymore. All right, well, good times. I'll just use my shirt. <laughs> it's red. It's red. Yeah, right? I'm good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, go support uh, MCW and uh, Tribute to the Legends on Saturday. It's going to be a really, really cool day and uh, just a huge number Glenn of stars. Glenn is not going to be supporting, but... Oh, God. I already said twice. I can go in the morning. I can go late afternoon. There's plenty of times that I can go. But Aaron's like, no, it doesn't work for me. That's not. I, I don't. I don't want to go there. No, that, you said that. You said I got a thing to do in the morning. I said I might, which I don't have anymore because I cleared my calendar I've said to we, make sure. Then I, I cleared. Then let's my, go in the morning. 
why didn't you clear your calendar? Why didn't you show more oh, commitment this, to sparkle motion? This asshole. You know what this, you know, you know what, you know where this would, you know what this wouldn't happen? On the Glenn and AJ show. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it was Glenn and AJ too, by the way. It's like Aaron is like when the Bullet Club tries to be entertaining. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Oh man! You did, see now every you might have had people on your side. Now all of our listeners just turned on you with that. I disagree. I, I you, no, I was just running with the joke that. Uh, you have any ball, do you have any ball jokes? Do you have any uh, good uh, old <laughs> fart <laughs> jokes? Wait, which are you talking about the Bullet Club or are you talking the about club. The, club? The, club. the club? Oh, you're talking about the club. Okay, you said Bullet Club, so I was like, wait a second. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are fucking entertaining. <laughs> I do agree with that actually. Yeah, I, I do, do agree a great deal with that. All right, um, let's get to a couple things we haven't talked about. Well, I guess just one that really jumps out at me. So a report from the New York Post this week about the future of Impact Wrestling says that uh, Billy Corgan is going to be taking over as primary uh, owner. That's fine. I don't think there's... That, that had already started, you know, when they started that process of putting Dixie out, that was to put Billy in charge. Right. Uh, pretty interesting, though, some of the other bids that came in for TNA uh, before Billy Corgan t- became the guy. They include a bid from Sinclair Broadcasting, who you may know owns Ring of Honor Wrestling, which could set up sort of a super. Like the, I'm assuming the concept there was well, or or the new network. Yeah. Well, no, either you you push them together, or you have two different programming. And remember, they at one point were talking about re- taking the tennis channel, turning well, they, it into the American Sports, Sports Network, network right. and and building it around Ring of Honor and wrestling. So if you buy TNA, you, so you want to put them on that channel, that would have been a possibility. I think that the idea would have been better to just try to fold the two into one and make it not a competitor necessarily, but the closest thing we had seen to a competitor to the WWE in a long time. Now, that being said, I don't know how serious they were about it or if they just might right. have said, hey, we want the TV show and that's about all that we want. Um, the other bid that came in that was ooh, a little interesting Happened to come from the WWE. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Now, I am wholly opposed to the WWE continuing to buy up and and put everybody out of business. As I've said, look, I know there's no actual competition for the WWE right now, but anything that at least is in the neighborhood of competition is a good thing. It's a good thing for everybody involved for there to be it's options. It's a good thing for the wrestlers. Yes, it's a good thing for the wrestlers. It, I don't like a world where the WWE just owns everything. Now, I get it. Somebody would argue, well, they basically do right now. Okay, but they don't. There are at least options if yes. you don't want to perform in the WWE. There are other places to go perform. Are you going to make as much money? No, you're not going to make as much money. You're going to make good money, gonna, though. You can make good money, and you might have a schedule that's that's more beneficial to you yes, and, and where you are in your life. you're once or twice a month. Correct. Yes. So there are reasons why other performers would say, I don't mind being in Impact Wrestling or at yes. TNA. I don't mind being in Ring of Honor because I have to go travel on the weekends to do these other indie shows in order to make up for the money that I'm losing. But during the week, I get to stay at home. Now, whether that means I have to you know, relocate to Florida in order to be closer to where the tapings are or whatever but I have to do. But you can do whatever you want. You right. Can, it's if, my, if you want to stay at home, you can. If you want to do something else, get involved with another I, project, I don't have can. to live on the road right. four to five days a week every week of the year with yeah. no respite. So that whatever money I'm losing in the process, yeah, I'm losing money, but in, in quality of life, it might be making up for it. So I don't like a world where the WWE ends up owning Impact Wrestling. I don't like the thought that that, that exists. Now, I get it for them. I do. Why? Not the. I agree with all the points you just made, but I think that having EC3 and other guys... Well, yeah, I mean, it would, well, it would be great. Right. Yeah, I agree on that. Yeah, that would be phenomenal. I'm not doubting that one bit. I just... 
I, I, I just it, can't stomach not having an alternative. To me, to me, this is the interesting thing about Broken it. Broken Matt Hardy. And yeah, yes. dude, I'm not saying yeah. it would suck. It, of course, would be Could great. Could you imagine a Broken Matt Hardy Wyatt feud? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's, it, ha- it, I think that's happening. It, <laughs> I think that's happening. I just wonder what would happen, you know, how the powers that be at WWE would react to Broken Matt. That would I, be. I don't know how they can deny it right oh, now, I, I mean, right? They're, they're their crowds are chanting their, delete. Yes, right, exactly. Correct. I mean, I, I think they have to be willing to take that on because it would be such – could you imagine Broken Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt for like WrestleMania? Oh, my God. It would be amazing. Now, the interesting thing about this, doesn't seem like WWE is all that interested in TNA. It's that they're interested in their library. They have guys like Joe, like AJ, and they want to be able to show all of the old TNA stuff. Which is interesting because in the past they've shown almost no interest when TNA has had their library potentially up for auction or something. WWE has shown no interest in it, and it's for the most part because they couldn't use it anyway. And now that they have Rude, and now that they have AJ, yeah, now sure. that they have Joe. Austin Aries. Austin Aries. There, there is some interest in things that Because it used to be the only people that would have tape from uh, TNA were guys that were older guys that made a career already in WWE. Yeah. Like Christian. Went over, right. like Christian, like right. Booker T, like right. Goldust, would go over to TNA and then come back. Yep. So you really wouldn't even need to do that because they already had it. But now with guys like Joe and Austin Aries and yeah. all yeah. the other guys, yeah, absolutely. There, it makes more sense. Yeah. Um, and who's the uh, – what's his face? Uh, TJ Perkins. Yes. You know TJ what I mean? Perkins, like, yeah. Yeah. Though I don't know if they would use TJ Perkins considering he's Fair. suicide Fair. in I TNA. Hear you. I hear you. Uh, well, but they, they don't have to reference the name. name. Right. Well, no, they but, could but just still, have just, the, the... But again, he, he was, you know, it was in the full body suit with a mask. Okay, I, but say, I think just having the tape it has oh, some yeah, value. No, I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying. You know. um, no, and, and it, it's stuff that you can put on the network. Yeah, I mean, like all of it... Well, that's it, they, it seemed like they never had any interest for it. Because, you know, like they used to just go up, buy out buy up libraries because they wanted to put never seemed they had much interest in that or they would have had much interest in putting TNA but now there is that interest because of those because TNA for all of the good it's had, it's had great wrestling there's been very little like oh my god you have to see this is unique to wrestling that you have to put on the network like you get with Smoky Mountain or with some of these other companies that it's like okay you can see they did something very differently here and we need to put this on the network so we can feature this sort of thing um, they didn't have that in TNA, and now they, WWE has a reason. So do I believe that WWE will end up buying TNA? Not in the near future, but I'm curious to see uh, what I'm openly rooting against it. If, if TNA goes up for sale again in the next two years, I think they're going to Now, you know what I do if I'm TNA right now? What? I offer them uh, the rights to the library. Say, say, you pay, pay us for the library right. so we can keep this afloat. Right, yeah. You, you, don't, you don't get us, but you get the library. It's an interesting – I just can't imagine a company not owning their own library, right? Like, you're essentially saying it's never going to be valuable to us. We're never going to be in a position as a company that our library is going to be – it's like the Beatles selling their songs right. to Michael Jackson while they're still the Beatles. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just – It's awkward, but, but if – you know, in in that article, it said that was part of the TNA reason really close to the Beatles. No, I, you understand. <laughs> no, and no, I get what you're you get what I'm saying. Like essentially, what you're you're giving up. You're like, we're never going to be, we're never going to have a TNA network. It, it's going we're never going to gonna have any right. value to own this stuff ourselves. Right. So you go ahead and have it. Well, that's a bit. Speaking of the Beatles uh, library, you ever played Beatles Rock Band? It's actually really awesome. I believe that. I, yeah, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I haven't, but I believe that. I probably. played Rock Band. I know the Beatles. So yeah, yes. right. I'm imagining it probably doesn't suck. I'm going to tend to agree with that. It's like the first time you heard the Beatles, man. <laughs> you ever looked at them? It's beautiful. It's like the first time I heard the Beatles. Dude, Super Bad was one of the most important movies in my life. It's, it was, it a, great was movie. a great movie. It was a really great movie. movie. These eyes. 
Alice McLovin. Yeah. Of, McLovin of course you were. Of course you were. That makes all the sense in the world. Makes all the sense. all over me that and I have no problems with it. But you understand what I'm saying about Tanner. Like, how are you just going to give up your own library while you still exist? You do it if you're in a situation where you need to. Well, yeah, if it's that to stay afloat, I guess. Well, and that's that's for the. It's feel like every. Four months, it sounds like, oh my god, they need a new influx of money or they're not going to be able well, to then, do that. At some point, it seems like they should just sell the whole thing. Right. <laughs> if it's really come to that, if you're selling your library, right? Like, what, what else is there to sell? Like, you can't sell the actual people, they're people. You like, could sell the library of the guys that ne- works for WWE. Okay, yeah, I could hear that. I could hear that. Yeah, you can, it's probably a fax, but you can pick it up anyway. I should probably go re- re- reset the machine. Right. That's fine. Um, Glenn just got a fax. Yeah, yes. right. Who faxes? Here's a fax. It's, it's Glenn's like, an it's, asshole. You, the faxes that you get are like, it, I don't, I can't even begin to express. What was wow. that? Wow. That's not going to fly on the Glenn and AJ show. <laughs> <laughs> I just hit Glenn with a pencil. pencil. Yeah. All right. Um, do you want to do top five? Top five, top five, All top right, five. Let's do top five and we'll wrap it up. So, uh, for top five this week, I was thinking, you know, the, the fortunes of a professional wrestler have completely changed. I mean, Everything about this human being's life has completely changed because uh, he came across. By the way, I'd love to try to get CFOS or whatever the guys like. I'd love to try to get is them it on CFOS the show. or CFO money. CFO money, whatever the hell they are, I don't even know. But everything about Bobby Roode changed the moment when we were introduced to uh, you know this little. Oh, of course, there's going to be a fucking ad on it. Why wouldn't there be an ad on it? Watch the Goldbergs. It was on last night. <laughs> Yeah, right? It was on ABC. Hi, how are you? Yeah, there we go. All right, uh, everything about Bobby Roode changed literally this moment when we found out about this. My literal alarm clock that woke me up today. Yes, same here. Glorious, no, I won't give in, I won't give in. Till I'm victorious, and I will defend, I will defend. The average professional wrestling fan did not give a shit about Bobby Roode. Not a shit. Until this moment. It's maybe the most... I get it. He's not there yet, right? But it's arguably the most important music that a professional wrestler has ever come across. Bobby Roode will be the next did, NXT champion. Right, did you see Johnny Gargano do a uh, glorious bomb at his own wedding? No. It That's was really great. pretty amazing. That's really great. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, it got me thinking. Just... Oh, that's a sports radio trope, right? Like, I was thinking about that, and so that got, got me thinking, blah, 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 blah. Uh, what are the most important? Not our favorites, not the greatest necessarily, but what are the most important theme songs in professional wrestling history? What are the ones that have had the greatest impact, that have been whatever they are? All right? That's our list, top five this week. Uh, AJ, you're the main event, so you go first. For me, it's it's a new one. Number five. Um, it single-handedly changed the career of three performers. Mm. From the moment you first hang heard, hang on a second. It's uh, it's the God. They're all gonna have ads. I don't even know why I'm <laughs> trying to do this. Every single one of them is gonna have a goddamn ad on it. Uh, the new day, the moment. Be sour. Oh, this is before they won. I had to go. I had to pick a different one in order to have no ad on it. Yes, it is. From the moment these collapse started, the careers of three separate men changed forever. 
Do you understand? Okay. Do you understand that as of Sunday, we all picked them to lose to the club, which they could. They could. Right. All right. They will have had the the tag team titles for four. The, the, the what is it? Wait, wait, wait. What is yeah, this? The 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 W the W E World Tag Team Championships. Yes, correct. That's they will have had it for four hundred days. That is in 2016. That might be one of the biggest feats we've ever seen. Okay, I look. I hear you, and it's going to be somewhat similar to to what my number five is. My number five is actually a tie. Right, and I'll explain because Cheater. it's sort of similar. It's it is, but it's sort of similar to what you're talking about. Because I could make the argument that it's as much about the chance as it, like the music itself yeah. isn't the story. Yeah, right. that's that's also my, true about the new Oh, okay, day. so right. I know your number. Five. My number five is a tie because there's a a, a modern. And a, yes, yes. My number five is a tie between Enzo and Cass and the New Age Outlaws. Yes. That like the New Age Outlaws, like when you heard when the moment you heard. Oh, you, you didn't know? You wild the F out. In the same way that the moment Enzo and Cass's music hits, the moment you hear, like, people flip the F out. But it's not necessarily because of the music. It's because of what you know comes along with it. And I yeah. feel like it's sort of the it's same It's the same way with the New Day. With the New Day. See, I took this in a completely different way than you guys. You guys did important to the wrestler who's, mm-hmm. who came out of that theme. I was thinking the most important themes, like what changed wrestling? I have a couple of that. those on my list as well. Okay, but that, and um, my number five didn't so much change wrestling, but I think it could, and it opens the door to change wrestling a little bit. And that's when uh, CM Punk came out to Cult of Personality. Okay. The yeah. first time in 15 years. So they sort of years, acknowledged that these guys had well, a pass. A, a, they had a pass, and B, that they were willing to bring in outside, you know, established yeah. music. And it, no, they haven't. They haven't gone back right. to it, and that's why this is kind of a speculative, this could be very important. But it's now opened the door that it's a possibility that we I would have. argue that's more significant because of the acknowledgement that wrestlers have a yes. pass. Yes. Like, I would, I would argue that. I, I think both of it factored in. Um, all right, there yes. you go. That's a number five. Number four. My number four is still cut from the same cloth of the new day of, of the music. The moment the music hits, the entire building changes and there's never been, he's my favorite wrestler of all time. And there's never been a time when you didn't hear, if you're some, and the place it's, didn't erupt right. and you weren't the most entertained you've ever been the whole night. The most electrifying man in sports entertainment. His music hits. Shit changes, and that's the way it's supposed to be. There's only a couple guys that would be above him on that list of guys in wrestling history when their music hit that the people went absolutely no, I berserk, yeah, right. and I think he would have to be on the top. And, and I'm, I'm going to jump in with my number. Actually, I guess we should go this way because it normally does go this way, but uh normally does. I guess we can make this work. Yeah, yeah. We can But make um, work. my the same thing, the intro, the crowd pop, and – Stone Cold, the glass shattering, yes. I think, changed the business because before that, yeah, you had the the intros here and there, but I feel like once we got the glass shatter, every theme needed that little like one punch thing at the beginning to really bring you into the it. The glass shatter, as Jr. our guest from last week would say, business just picked up. That's fact. Yep. That's a and fact. And it, you could not be more correct because he's also on my list. He's number three. Uh, my number four. So okay, you're number three. So my number four is it's about. How the music fit the character. It's about how literally all you needed to know was their music to sort of understand everything you need to know about the character. When you say the words no chance in hell, yeah. Yeah. you know everything you need to know about that character. Yep. Everything. 
And I don't know that anyone's music has been a more important fit per character than Vince McMahon's has. And it's been the same music. They've never fucked with it. They haven't done one thing with it. They've just said the, the character of Mr. McMahon, not Vince McMahon, Mr. McMahon, yes. is this No Chance in Hell character. And so it's been the most perfect fit music to performer. Well, I think there might be, and since we already know AJ's number three, I'll jump in with mine number three. There might be one person who had a more perfect mm. fit. Mm, who was that? And that is one Hulk Hogan. Yeah. That's yeah. my number one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was certainly one that I considered. That was yep. I <laughs> almost purposely left it off because I knew you guys were going to have it on yours. So yep. I wanted to do something a little bit different. So I, I did leave off Hulk Hogan. I am a real American. What, what did Hillbilly Jim say earlier today? That in the 80s, wrestling was woven into the fabric mm-hmm. of America. And there was nothing more woven into that fabric than the red and yellow mixed with the red, white, and blue of Hulk Hogan. Yep. That's a fact. That's a fact. Hulk Hogan's entrance music was played as one of the music videos on Beavis and Butthead. Think about that. <laughs> Just think about that for a second. Well, he, yeah. he, uh, Kenny Powers came out to it on Eastbound and Down season two. He, he's a real American. Uh, look, I hate the fact that we're all going. Well, with the... I'm going. I'm going. No, my, my top two one. are. All right. Uh, my number three is Ric Flair. I mean, it's just again, you hear the music, you know exactly what you're getting. You're the exact character. Woo! Yeah, and I get it. It's not a, you know, it's a. What is that song called? What's the, there's a title for that. Uh, as uh, Zam- Zam- it's not yeah. Cirque. It was not. It's not uh, what's the name of Randy Savage's? Pomp and Circumstances. Pomp and Circumstances, Randy Savage, right? It's, um. Oxus. It's, uh, also. Sprotch. Zarustra. I can't even. But yes. It's the, it's the 2001 Space Odyssey. Correct. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. So yes, that's my number three. My number two, which is going to be my last one because. We already know, right? We already know It's weird because you're supposed to be the main event. You're supposed to close it down. You know what? Hulk Hogan's number two. All right. (laughs) Say that. Yeah, right. Uh, my number two as far, and this is, you know, I I tell you that I I thought what's the most important for the history of wrestling as opposed to the characters. This is the first modern act to come out to modern music to do this. The Freebirds coming out to Freebird Mm -hmm. were the first ever. For, you know, some people would have little music here and there, but a lot of people came out to no music at all. Freebirds came out to Freebird by Leonard Skinner, and after that, everyone started taking popular music. You know, you had uh, the, Ro- uh, the Road Warriors coming out to uh, Iron Maiden. You had, before Hogan came out to his theme, he came out to Eye of the Tiger. Mm-hmm. You had all, you know, the, the injection of rock into wrestling, and that all started because of the Freebirds using Leonard Skinner. Well, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. I think you're right. I think it was a, a really important moment, and I think it's something that um, in, in many ways has continued on, you know, for today. I'm kind of surprised that nobody's included uh, Nakamura, not because... I just, you know, like, I, I took the important thing. Yeah, I mean, right? it's pretty fucking yeah. important. Dude. It's, it's, it's it, he's but taken I, over wrestling currently. In the world, in the last six months since is WrestleMania, there, yeah, is there more important wrestler more on the planet than Shinsuke Nakamura? But he is, but I don't know. While his music is phenomenal and right. it, it adds to the package, I don't you know if he had come out to his New Japan theme, would it be that you know that different? Okay. I think so. Uh, yeah, I think, I think the sing-song factor of this yeah, song is incredible. I really think it's. I think that's very important. My number two is uh, 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 Latino. Latino heat. heat. Not again. It's time. Viva la raza. And that's really kind of all wait, of wait, Eddie the, Guerrero's. The, wait, no, no, no. I, You're no, talking about the Latino. Are you talking I'm, about the? Lati- I'm sort of saying all of Eddie Guerrero's. Okay. Yeah, we, we lie. We cheat. We, we steal. steal. I mean, Latino like, heat, I'm yeah. sort of saying everything, yep, right? Yep. 
all of Eddie Guerrero's music was always extremely important to tie into his character. Yes. I think that. And even at the very end, do you remember he used the white seal, but he had a little cell phone at the beginning. He slowed it down a little bit. Like he always changed it, even if it was just a little bit. And it was always perfect for him. Uh, my number one, I I can't imagine how it's not everyone's number one. I mean, there's been no music that has ever meant more to me than and and I think has been more important than Shawn Michaels. You think I think I'm cute. You know yeah. I'm sexy. I got the looks that drive the girls wild. I got the moves that really move them. I send chills up and down their spine. I'm just a sexy boy, sexy boy. Yes. <laughs> Shawn Michaels is the answer to this question, and he is my number one. Um, I would You're the main event, dog. Yeah, remember. Again. He was supposed to go first. No, 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 no. He does the we, snake we, at we the end. We snake at the end. You don't have have you been on our, this show? We had already done that because Aaron went after me one time. Yeah, but then I think we had another no, situation no. where you had the same answer. No, we just skipped me and went to Aaron. Anyway, the moral of the story is that Aaron hasn't given his number one yet. He does two last and one first. That's how it always works. Uh, My number one, it's in the 30s and 40s with wrestling. Wrestlers came out to silence. That all changed with Gorgeous George coming Uh, out to pomp and circumstance in the 50s. He's the first person to ever use interest theme. So by definition, it has to be the most important interest theme ever. You're both wrong. Yes. The number one most important entrance music you talk about uh, um, uh, interest music. We talk about Stone Cold, and we talk about all these other guys where the moment you heard it, you NWO? knew. No. Okay. The Undertaker. Well, yes. The moment <laughs> you heard The Undertaker's gong, everything changed on screen. The entire vibe of the, sh- of the show changed. Nothing before this moment was anything like you were about to see, and nothing after it was going to be anything like you were about to see. Not only just his character, his committal his com, com, committal, committal. <laughs> his commitment his commitment to the character itself and the fact that i mean if we're talking about one of the best in-ring performers of all time well, you mentioned Shawn michaels right. undertaker is there too yeah so i think there's no more iconic intro music than the first gong that you hear of undertaker's music all right all right i'll hear your argument i will hear your argument all right there you go there's the top five for this week um, let's do our plugs. AJ, you are on Twitter. At AJ Francis 410. And tell everybody about the Francis Sports Academy. Yeah, so we had another big week this week. Uh, you can go on the Instagram account and, uh, look at Francis underscore sports. Um, we also have a Twitter account, Francis underscore sports. You can go to FrancisSportsAcademy.com. Um, on the Instagram account, you know, I always do every once in a while, usually try to do it once a month. Um, I do a video highlight of all the kids that are there putting the work in. This week I ended the video highlight with me doing a drop step dunk because <laughs> I'm 340 and I can still do that because I'm just top level athlete, you know, and I just want people to know that I'm way more cooler than you'll ever be. Um, this guy. When I say this you, I'm guy. looking at you. I can tell. I, no, trust me. I can see you I'm staring easily, daggers at me. I'm easily the coolest person on this show. This should be just the AJ show. The AJ show. Right? Yeah, he's already fired me. <laughs> I lasted, hey, though, I lasted about 20 minutes longer than Aaron did, so I got that going for me. No, him. but it's, it's, it's been awesome, man. The uh, response we've got, the kids we got coming out working, um, the, it's been a blessing, man. And anybody that wants their kid to come get some basketball training uh, now and then football training later when the season's over, um, we're doing basketball training su- every Sunday. And we got kids K through 12 coming out, putting in work. So if you got a kid that plays sports, bring them out and we'll get them better. And how do they find out more? Uh, they can go to francissportsacademy.com, which I've already said. 
Did you? Yes. How did I miss that? <laughs> no one's listening. Do we go all today? Jesus, what is going on? Like, right. Hillbilly Jim what about, know there are three people on this. You guys, just, what about, what about I mean, social media? There should only be two. What about social media? You mean the Francis, sports, Francis underscore sports Instagram page yes. and the Francis underscore sports Twitter page that, I, that I've also already plugged? All right, moving on. <laughs> but appreciate you. I don't, know well, how? I don't know where my brain is. Then. <laughs> I totally did not. <laughs> I heard you talking about dunking and shitting on me, and I just somehow completely miss it. I'm tired. I got that excuse. I'm raising a kid. Fuck you. No, no, no. raising himself. Always a shout out to uh, uh, BJ and Miggs and the crew at 99.9 KISW in Seattle. Love those dudes. Ted Smith, the whole gang. Um, Hey, Ted, by the way, um, fuck the math up. Continue. The school that he never beat. Um, that's, why, that's why I fuck him. Listen to the mega cast. Listen to the big cast. We love those guys. Uh, Aaron, you are on Twitter at the AO. The show's on Twitter. Jobbing out show. Our email is jobbing out show at gmail dot com. Uh, what do you have coming up at uh, the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? I love some more. Uh not backlash. Clash of Champions uh, previews <laughs> coming up with the Baltimore Sun. The stuff. Clash. The, the clash, clash of Champions. The Clash of the Champions. The Clash of the Champions. Uh, coming up in Baltimore Sun. And depending on what happens uh, this weekend, I might try to get you know some an interview or two. If for whatever reason we don't go as a group, I might get it either for the podcast or for Baltimore Sun. I'm available. I've already told you 16 times. You're available, available for like a half hour. No, I'm available <laughs> from 10 till noon. Just tell me where you need me, and right. I'll be there. All, All right. right. I can do 10 to noon, too. Look All at right. that. AJ can also do well, then let's noon. be there 10 to noon. So come Look out and that. see us at uh, MCW's Tribute to the Legends. Do you wake up that early? Oh, yeah, you got to go work out and shit. I always forget that. It's up in Joppa at the MCW yeah. Arena. I try not to wake up Yeah, early. I don't I don't wake up that early. This is going to be very difficult for me. But I'll do it. I'll do it because I'm a team player. All right, well, let's play here on it. Here on the Glenn and AJ show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why am I even going? This is the Glenn and AJ show. <laughs> All right, uh, very good. On Twitter, I am at Glenn Clark Radio, and then glennclarkradio.com is my website. Thanks again to Hillbilly Jim for stopping in with us early on. Make sure you're out there Saturday for MCW Tribute to the Legends. All right, we good. Oh, mcwprowrestling.com for the website to get your tickets. Isn't it? Oh, MCW Pro Wrestling. I said yeah. that. Yeah, okay. Nobody's listening to anybody today. No, 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 I thought you said MCW listening, Wrestling, and I'm, I'm like, no, it's MarylandWrestling.com. <laughs> no, earlier you, were, you you said I didn't pick somebody, and I was like, yes, I did. Oh, that is true. <laughs> did. Yeah. That did happen as well. Boy, we gotta, maybe we should have like a meeting with the program director <laughs> after the show and talk about uh, getting all this locked up. All right, so for uh, uh, Aaron Oster and for... The main event. AJ Francis, I am Glenn Vint. Clark. This... Vint. Has Vint. been Vint. jobbing Vint. out. Jobbing out.